champion with class. We need Kurt Angle as the World Wrestling Federation champion. I was hoping Austin would be here so that I would have the distinct honor of stripping him of the World Wrestling Federation championship. In the absence of that, Kurt, allow me as the sole owner of the World Wrestling Federation, allow me to... What? There's a nature boy! What's he doing here? I fell in a window last night, and do you know that when Shane and Stephanie sold their stock to that consortium, the consortium was me, and now you and I were partners. Great world champions here. We have the World Wrestling Federation champion, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And we have the world champion, The Rock. At Vengeance, these two great champions will enter the ring and they will fight until there is one. What if Stone Cold defends the WWF title against Kurt Angle? The Rock defends the World Championship against Y2J. And then, on the same night, the winners of both matches face each other for the undisputed World Championship. Four men, three matches, two titles, one undisputed champion at Vengeance. One great company, one great champion. Table. You open that before you record. So thank you. <laughs> That's why I said you're ready. And you said yes, I am. I'm ready to hit record. No, I'm ready to hit record.
I'm, I'm ready to hit record. Are we starting? Yes. Not now. Oh, my. All right, well, um, we'll debate that. Thank you all for downloading this episode of the New Blood Rising podcast as we're taking a look at Vengeance 2001 and closing out one of the most interesting years in the history of WWF. And, in fact, the last year where we can actually say in a, for a full calendar year, they were called the WWF. Mm-hmm. I'm William Rankin, joined, of course, by Jason Keesler. Hey. Charlie Stabile. <laughs> it's the worm over. <laughs> and across the pond, as always, Martin Dixon. Good day. Good. Yes. <laughs> I, I, Martin, ever since like I've, I've listened to the Raw Attitude podcast, I can't help but, like, I, I, I have Henry's, like, cadence in my head when I, <laughs> when I do these openings now. Like, yeah. I'm, he... It, I, Martin, that he's, was... He's so good at that. It's like all just one take. It is. Like. I, there, I wrote a review on for his iTunes. I was like, it is the most digestible uh, podcast that's out there. You can get everything you need in a very, very condensed but efficient format. And just, it, it's beautiful. Because it's like, I mean, it's of course, it's different once there's another person on there. But it's usually like, what, a 30-minute run? Something mm-hmm. like that? It's great. Yeah. This is never going to happen here. This will not be a 30-minute run (laughs) by any stretch, but thank you all for downloading and subscribing to the podcast. Like, before we get into it, so where are we in the current line? What have we we missed, and what do we need to talk about? Uh, NXT TakeOver? The end. The end of the the beginning of the end. And they they use the song. Yeah. The end is here. They did? Oh, yeah. They waited until it ran, and then they used it. Because everyone's like, well, it's called the end. Why aren't they going to use it? And then, like, here it comes. They go, oh. They are using it. Mm-hmm. It was that's pretty cool. Yeah. Am I, did you see it? Yeah. I thought it was mediocre. I, yeah. In all honesty, yeah, it, it, it wasn't that good. I, I heard <laughs> at least the result of the main event. So is that supposed to be the indication that things are moving on, people are moving on, or things of that? Like, uh, fin, like Finn Balor's. I don't know because he next, lost. He yeah. lost, but the next day, where they were doing it, full cell tapings, Triple H was like tweeting, like, "Here I am behind, like editing and everything, recording," and there was. Uh, Finn Balor and Shinsuke Nakamura facing each other in the ring, staring down. So maybe not just yet. Yeah, Shinsuke's match was okay. Mm-hmm. Like that was okay. Hey, who does he have for Japan? Like when WWF goes, WWE goes back over there for Japan. Who does he have? Because they've already they've already said right. Martin, do you know? Uh, I'm afraid I don't know. Mm. I think it's one of those where they announce. Like I don't know. It's not Jericho, but it's like mm. it's. I'm trying to think who would. Who it is? Ah, I completely forgot. But I think they had already kind of not necessarily leaked it, but at least said ahead of time who he's wrestling. And I really got excited. Dong Rio. Dong Rio. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 We see where he's doing, how he's doing on the card. He sucks. Talk, and you know what? If, if he hadn't already won a Money in the Bank, I would think he would win based on the fact that he's the most like out of place. And he won the, at the best Money in the Bank pay per view. Uh, not according to the commentators now. Right. <laughs> the 2011 money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Holy shit. Especially when he tried to cash in that night. That's the one where Ray's, like, on the ladder, and and as a defense tactic, Del Rio ripped his mask off. Yeah. And then kicked the ladder. And he's like, no, no, okay. <laughs> no Del Rio care. seems to hate masks ever since yes. he lost his. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Sin Cara. Yeah, I mean, that always would, trying to pull if that they off. would acknowledge it, that would at least be something interesting to add to him instead of just peril, 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 peril. So, in terms of uh, the, just head on it quickly here, Reigns and Rollins. How do you guys feel about that with where oh. it's going? I hope Rollins loses uh, admirably. 
because uh, he ain't winning. There's right. no way. No, I think so. No chance in hell. No, because they're they're going to want to set up a three or four month program with these guys. Yeah, you know, and you can't have them just beat them the first time. That's going to blow. And I, I absolutely hate this res- redesign, rebuild, restructure, whatever the hell. Like it's great. Like that's a great. Uh, that was some guy on Instagram who came up with that, and that's so cool. Yeah, like, that's some dude who just you know was just being creative that day. Anyway, go ahead. It's so cool. And I mean, if you watch the Seth Rollins uh, WWE 24 documentary on WWE Network, uh, he makes a very interesting case for that they, this is new. Yeah. Everything we're gonna do. And what's one of the first things we see him do on Raw? The same shit that he was doing when he was champion. All right, I'll come in the ring and fight you. No, I'll leave. No, 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 I changed my mind. I'll go back. No, 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 no. mind games. Mm-hmm. Like, he does it six or seven times with Roman Reigns. And I just finally fa- hit the fast forward. I'm like, I've seen this right. a thousand times. Right. Um, yeah, I, that it's such a weird one because, again, like, the, the, they can't have him do too much because he will automatically be over with everything he says. Yeah. I think, and I, th- I will say, though, that promo he did was excellent. Oh yeah, where everyone was on his side, and then he flipped the switch, basically to reaffirm his heel status. Yeah, and it's it's a cliche, but the way he did it, yeah, major props. Well, he's wrestling AJ on house shows. Yeah, right yeah. now because yeah. I saw the clip of him reversing the Styles Clash. And they did they, they did the too sweet. They yeah. did they did that at a house they, show, which was pretty cool. They showed it in the in the twenty four documentary. Uh, he fought AJ when he was like nineteen years old, and there was video footage of it. And AJ, like, grabbed the microphone and pointed at Seth Rollins. And they show the clip because this guy's the future. He's the next big thing yeah. in pro wrestling. And Martin, sure enough. Martin, you got any thoughts on Reigns and Rollins? Um, it's possibly the one match of money in the bank that I don't care about. I, I love Rollins. And I, I kind of like Reigns. You know, I'm, I'm not a hater. And I'm certainly not an apologist. But mm-hmm. the guy doesn't offend me. But it's just something. It's like, oh, we're doing that now? Exactly. So that's what we're going to do. That was my first reaction. <laughs> like, it, was yeah, a little it, just, it seems sudden. It's like he's back. Instant title shot. Right. I know Rollins is the, is the heel in this, but it just... Matches just sort of happen now. <laughs> Nothing feels that organic. Mm-hmm. On NXT, you can get away with that because it's you know an hourly show and not everybody is on, on every show. But... Yeah, you just hear a match announcement, like the draft announcement. You just heard the, you know, it's happening. Yeah. Not a, no organic thing, no big storyline where you know WWE descends into anarchy and Vince has to go, has to come up with a solution as everybody's Whoa. carving up the, the <laughs> roster. It's just a case of this is the thing we're doing. Oh, <laughs> which is a big story, guy. I uh, I find I'm a bit disappointed. So it's just the speed at which everything happens. I think gets me. Did you see the Teddy Long stuff yet? Yeah. And Bits and pieces. Yeah. And, what's, and, and what's hilarious is like, it's like they're trying to play it. Like some people really took it like that was how it was supposed to be. And I'm like, I don't think so. I, I, I legitimately think like he, that guy just did not, he didn't Smackdown have a clear Smackdown is the idea. longest running West wrestling show. Yeah. Just, yeah. I, I don't know. It was, it was wonderful. Uh, Cena and AJ is a tragedy to watch. Yep. It's so sad to did watch. Did you watch that promo? Yeah. And like, um, it, it it just once again feeds into the fact that uh, J- John like and, and I don't big I, match John I, I don't want to say it's intentional because I don't want to I don't want to think that about people but mm-hmm. it, it just seems like once again it's like we're I am going to get close to the guy who's hot mm-hmm. and I am going to make sure that he doesn't come close to me right. ever again and to piggyback off of what Martin said that's another match where I was like just already. 
Yeah, that's AJ, a SummerSlam yeah. match. AJ that's looks a... like an idiot because yes, like, he does. they just beat the hell out of you, and then a week later, oh yeah, we're okay, we're yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Unless it was a, this was a setup the whole time because we knew Cena was coming I, back. I'll tell you, if they end up pulling the swerve somehow, and and, and Cena is is with them, mm. it would be great. It'd be very NWO ish. Mm-hmm. Again, still not quite the one I I would have wanted, but it's still pretty good. And, and I also want to point out that just because Cena points out in a promo how ridiculous he looks in jorts. That doesn't make it okay. No. No. I hate that kind of pandering. And just... Ugh. So did he say Bullet Club or did he say he something? He said Bullet Club. Bullet Club? With a uh, P. Like, uh, jerking, like jerking off? Yeah. But I think he was... I, well, that's an interesting way to look at it. I think he was trying to say Bullet Club. But he was speaking really fast. And he just it happened to slip out. It's wrong. It's one of those you can take it either way, I guess. But when they come out as a tag team, it doesn't even say the club. It says their individual yeah. names. Because yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I don't, I don't know if there's, I don't know what the legal thing is with that because you can't sell anything. Mm-hmm. But to, but I guess like the name, I th- the name's got to be trademarked. So then that way you cannot say it without permission, right? Or use it like on on a show that's paid advertising and all that stuff. By New Japan. Yeah. 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 It is. Yeah. All right. Oh, I thought it was just WWE being douchey. No, 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 no. We didn't. Oh, because they're not going to make it. They're not going to make money off of it. So why promote it? Right. Because if they say Bullet Club, then people are going to Google it and they're going to see the young bucks and the shirts. It's strange that they wouldn't try to strike up a an agreement with New Japan. It's better to make some money than no money. I Mm -hmm. guess the weird thing is the fact that there's you'd have two Bullet Clubs going on then. You would have like Bullet Club Club Prime going on in Japan. And, and, and well, no, there was, there was well, an NWO. Well, J- J- yeah, Japan got a derivative NWO. Why well, can't it go See, the other way? It's all full circle. Yeah, it's all good. It's who, all full circle university. Who do you have winning the Money in the Bank? Yeah, you can never predict this shit. Are you taking Kevin Owens? No. Are you I'm, still taking Owens? I'm taking Jericho. <laughs> oh, I absolutely think Jericho. I think, I think he's a great pick for. I think he's all he's way overdue. Mm-hmm. And I think like it's it's the Seamus pick. It's the Seamus pick from a year ago, where it's like, you had all these guys that looked really good, like they were hot, and you could envision this, or that, and then it's Seamus, and you're like, oh, well, that yeah. sucks. Rock but, steady? But no, some, like, I loved, I loved one of the ideas, though, with, with Jericho, was like, if he goes back out on tour, you can just take that briefcase, and you forget about him for a long time. But I do like your SmackDown sudden, idea. Mm-hmm. I still say that, that's the best idea, I think. To make people want to watch it, although what what the what the hell a Jericho title run could do nowadays, I don't understand. Not, I don't think not. <laughs> It'll do back. the same thing that the Jericho title run <laughs> after this pay per view yeah. will do, and that's just be a transitional champion. Oh, <laughs> that's all, I mean, that's all he's got left. And mm-hmm. more, I mean, I don't blame. Him. I mean, I, I wouldn't envision to have a four hundred thirty four day reign or something like that. <laughs> I would be a- <laughs> best right. in the world. So let's dive into this. We left off with the end. It was the end of the invasion. It's all mm-hmm. over with, and and it was just so weird. I don't know if you guys had a chance to check out some of the Raws after, like how instantly it was just like, all right, that completely moved on from that. Yep. The only remnants of it are like the the various guys that try to align themselves with Vince, like Christian, Tess, the Dudleys, and RVD's kind of in there, but of course, since he's more face, he distanced himself from it. They're the remnants of the invasion. They're still mm-hmm. trying to have like jobs. Even though Tess is protected, but it's for the rest of them, I guess. But um, we had the amazing Undertaker turning on Jim Ross and becoming Booger Red. That looked amazing. Yeah. yeah. That is a video package. Yes. It's such a long promo. That's at least like 40 minutes of stuff. That video package might have been the highlight of the show. 
Yeah. I was truly invested. <laughs> so, um, and, and, it, and it makes sense. It's one of those heel turns where you kind of look at it and go, yeah, actually. Mm-hmm. But um, now it's all set up for the big, basically, final four to unify the belts, which if we don't, you know, before you jump into the pay-per-view here, just look at it like, oh my God, this is so cool. Because Vince calls out on like, it's the last remnant left. The true remnant in his eyes is the title belt, that world heavyweight title. And trying now to get rid of it by combining it with the WWF title, which makes for some amazing packages showing the lineage of both belts and how mm-hmm. they're coming together. It's really neat. So let's dive into well, Freddie Blassie. This Freddie Fellini? Freddie yeah, Fellini. Fellini. So yeah. uh, I love this. This is not he something seems you like could... a masochist. Think <laughs> 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 he's just ha ha ha. This is a great video package. It's not oh, one it's you could do every time. No. It's one you would have to save for special. But whoever did it, more power to him because it's also that use of um, the Hall of the Mountain King track. Mm-hmm. So good! Like this is I had I had never seen this because I hadn't seen this show before. This is the first time I'd ever even seen this show in its entirety. This package is amazing. But um, it is I, the only thing is though I couldn't get out of my head that it was a, a an Our Lady Peace music video set to in the Hall of the Mountain King, <laughs> which, which, here, which over here is used to advertise a theme park. <laughs> there's, there's a theme park that's the Mountain King theme park, or what's this? Well, theme it's, park? The, the, it's called, and um, I'm not getting paid for this, Alton Towers. But in all of their advertising for about 30 years, they've used that music. We got one it's, over here. It's called Dalton Tower, it's, <laughs> and it's a uh, and it's a it's a roadhouse <laughs> theme park. All Patrick Swayze theme park. <laughs> <laughs> the Ghost Tunnel of Love Ride gets scary for a minute. Now I will say this: I love the theme for the show, "Center by Drowning Pool." That's mm-hmm. a good song. I've never heard that song. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, there was a movie out there around this time called "The One" with Jet Li. Yeah. Remember this? This is yeah. a guilty pleasure of mine. I love I, this I, flick. Yeah, it is for me. I love that movie. It's a terrible movie on many levels. It's great because it's it's Jason Statham pre Transporter when he's just a supporting guy. Yeah, Delroy Lindo's in it too, and Jet Li playing two different guys. Which anytime an action guy plays himself and his twin. Gold. It's, it's a it's a subgenre. Oh yeah. yeah, it's right next to people from hell. You can find yep. this genre as well. It's great. So I'm not I'm not a huge fan of promos at the start of a no. pay per view. It feels like a raw when you do this. But Vince McMahon comes out and he has this promo that it feels like he's doing it because he he's scared nobody watched SmackDown. Because all he does is recap. Yeah, there's no talk about the most important event really. No. In- your so history. he comes out and he just re- recaps, of course, with the ass the ass kissing club and everything. It got turned on Vince immediately. It feels like it's something you would wait, you would save that yeah. for a bigger payoff down the road. But instead, the Rock and seems like a very entertaining segment. Yes, mm-hmm. very, oh, very entertaining. Much. The Trish Stratus, oh. Vince McMahon's reaction to Trish Stratus pulling her pants down is one of the funniest things. Just oh, oh, oh. What's, <laughs> what's kind of gross yeah. is Jerry Lawler, who this is his first appearance in our illustrious yes. podcast. No tongue, Vince. That's so <laughs> gross. Dude, he is in fine form. Oh. <laughs> no tongue. <laughs> but Vince, in typical catchphrase fashion for himself, he who laughs last oh laughs God. the loudest. The, this is the by my hands. Yeah, this it is. Will, this, it's the same thing. Yep, my laugh. So then, like, it's weird because Ric Flair comes out, yeah. and you so, feel like oh, Martin. Were you gonna say something? Well, just turtleneck and woo. Oh, yeah. dude, 
Ric Flair's in rare form and promo mode tonight. It's so funny. But anyway, he comes out here, and all he's really there to do is just say, all right, it's time to start the show. It's almost like Vince doesn't have an earpiece for people to tell him. Yeah, eight minutes, 37 seconds in, the pay-per-view starts, according to Ric Flair. Yeah. So, we go into our first match here, which, this is the very definition of undercard. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) this feels like dark match, almost, Mm. this level of quality. Scotty Tuhati and Albert, the hip-hop hippo, versus Christian and Test. I think Jerry Lawler speaks for the audience when he says, I don't get Albert and Scotty Tuhati as a team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Albert's, Albert's different now. He wears a beanie. What? It's the same thing. Howard Finkel, this is an interesting way I to, wrote this? to say the weight. Mm-hmm. Yes. Weighing well, in at 245 pounds and 225 pounds, respectively. Like, I wrote that. I was what? like, I've never heard him do that. No. Nope. Why would you do never. that? Never. They're do. not a team. Well, I don't remember <laughs> Albert dancing before the Sweet Tea gimmick. Yeah, this so, is the hip hop hip hop. That's where I must have blocked this. That's why everyone was going. Why don't they just bring that back instead of Sweet Tea? Yeah, I, th- I think this team lasts up until WrestleMania. It's a while. In, yeah. So, th- did you guys feel feel like? Um, I, I I don't think there's going to be too much to talk about this match, but just a few points with it. This feel like a demotion for Tess, considering where... Yes. Yeah, both yeah, me I, and Christian. I basically, basically got here was Tess and, Tess and Christian come out. My note, I've put in my notes, two dead pushes collide, uh, <laughs> combine, collide, but also combine like Voltron. Oh. The, the resistible force meets the movable object. Yes. Ab- yes, it really is. Yeah, they both... I had two guys who just came, like, massive pushes during the invasion. Yeah. Lose to Scotty Tuhati and Albert. And I think they kind of apologize to Tess because he does get that little segment with Trish Stratus yeah. right before the main event. Yeah. <laughs> J- very odd. A couple JR things. JR doesn't understand what pretty you fly for a white guy means, and it becomes like a plot point of the match, him trying to... Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, they fly? Yeah. J- JR struggles with relevancy. Yes. Um, <laughs> this- oh, when you're 6'8", 350, a lot of things change for you. <laughs> <laughs> The, that was a good one. Jerry Lawler going off on trying to come up with names for them. Yes. <laughs> the Pasty Boys was pretty funny. Because I was like, yeah. that's a good one. But You're not JR? <laughs> I will say, even though like the we were so fortunate to get like a full run of Paul Heyman commentary, it's kind of cool to have JR or JR and Jerry back together because yeah. they are a good they arguably the best team. Mm-hmm. Arguably. I'm not saying because I think Gorilla and Bobby probably Those are the top two. I mean, me. you know, it you can go either way with those, but oh, it's so hard. Um, I did write it here, and you made and you left. My God, is the worm over? Yeah. <laughs> because when Christian goes for it, the crowd hates it. They're like, yeah. "No, no, how dare you? I, you got to let Scotty do it." And this also highlights that I don't know if it's a missed opportunity with Scotty because remember a year ago we had that match with Dean Malenko. Mm-hmm. I forget what pay per view yeah. it is. Uh, Backlash. Yes, for the light heavyweight title, and they have an absolute barn burner, which. Seems wild to say that Scott Taylor, Scotty Tuhati, would have a barn burner with anybody. But if you're going to have one, have yeah. it with Dean but Malenko. The, the thing that's wild is like this is a, one of those cases where this is a guy who's massively over for not like really doing anything move wise or move set. This is his. One. This is his people's elbow. It's his yeah. like five knuckle his shuffle five knuckle and, shuffle and everything. Yeah. So it was boom drop. There we go. <laughs> Jamming. But uh. Or uh, what was the MVP? Jamaican me crazy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> MVP had one, one too. Baller's elbow. Baller, yeah. Baller. You know, but as as you, you know, wonder- he was right. You know when he called Jeff Hardy Jeff Harvey, 
Yeah. Jeff was actually billed as that when he was a jobber. I found screen caps of it. <laughs> <laughs> so we right, did have Adam a deal with shit. He was right. <laughs> he Mark. was more knowledgeable than any of us smarts. I think you just ruined Botchamania. Like yeah. that now just ruined it. <laughs> it's over. You just Mar- uh-oh. <laughs> Martin Dixon versus Matthew Gregg. <laughs> oh my god. Talk about Oh, the the clash overseas. That would be it. <laughs> Smart <Forget> bowl. <laughs> that, I, Forget this Zack Sabre Jr. Kurt Angle shit we got going on. Oh. NXT Savage Animal. Is <laughs> 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 yes. Sebastian Bach yes, yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. So Charlie wanted me to read this out because he caught my notes. And I, I, know, I don't always read verbatim what's in my notes. I just kind of oh, have them there just oh, you as... should. Mm-hmm. Tess takes a very briskly executed worm by Scotty. <laughs> Christian goes for the unprettier kill switch, but gets caught in a baldo bomb for the win for Albert and Scotty. Yes, it was a briskly executed worm. He just does it. like It was like, W-O-R-M, worm. There was no... I will, I'll give these guys credit. The last two minutes of this match is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's really well done. That Baldo bomb looks effective, yeah, too. Yeah. Like yeah. He actually pushes down as he goes. He's not just picking them up and dropping them. I think no. coming off that Vince promo, like mm-hmm. this match is like, in this in that context, is five stars. This is one of the better you matches. You have to pick up from that kind of low. Yeah. That's great. So, yeah, it's, it is still weird to see Christian test, like, take a clean loss. Like, it's, yeah. it's weird. <laughs> and... Because we don't really know where Scotty and Albert, what their ceiling is. It doesn't feel like it's any higher than where it's at right now. But Upper, lower, middle, mid-card. All right, so backstage, Regal cuts. Pretty pretty fun promo. I yeah. like this promo. On Edge, um, That's I felt like he came off more as a tweener than a heel. Yeah. So I felt yeah. like he kind of went away from where he needed to be, which was the full-fledged, like, I, nasty heel. I miss when he would call people sunshine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's... There's something about it that's just so condescending. It's very demeaning. Yeah. Well, it's like <laughs> where, it's in the I when you pointed it out about how The Rock would always do the opposite of what you're supposed to do. about You build up your opponent so it looks important when you beat them. Right. Where he runs people down. My name's Billy. So since then, like when you pointed it out, it's like now I see where like other people putting that in there. Because he didn't go just start calling Edge trash. He no. says he's a, he's a very good competitor. He has potentially the ability to beat it. And... Which, by the way, the, well, rock, the rock on uh, SNL with that pr- a promo skit is mm-hmm. amazing. The first SNL? No, the, 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 the new one. one with Bobby Moynihan. Yeah. He's like, oh, this guy's got herpes. And yeah. he's like, wait, we, we didn't, we didn't I talk. I catfished him. Yeah. <laughs> we, we didn't talk about that. It's awesome. And I, your words helped write that, which I think is awesome. Oh, that's awesome, That's man. not. If you listen to po- or, uh, Jericho's podcast, you can pick up on all that. It's great. Um, all right, so... We go right into Edge versus Regal. So now Edge is defending that IC title, which is the unified IC US title. So, you know, it's, it, I, did that add anything to it? No. Nope. It I already feel, forgot about it. Exactly. I, yeah, until they brought it up. Honestly, I don't think there's much to say about this match because it's fairly one sided for 95% of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, this, is a, this is a classic type of booking that has been done over and over before and since. Ad nauseum sometimes with guys like John Cena, which is you get dominated throughout most of the match, and then out of nowhere, big match Edge. Well, the crowd's quiet for Edge. Yeah, real. Aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I keep thinking it's his music. It's just not music that makes you just stand up. No, but yeah, they're very just kind of like, oh, it's Edge. And then he took three double underhook power bombs. Yeah, and kicked out each one. Regal takes one speed. That's what I thought. I want to know what his plan was with the brass knocks because, like, there's no way the ref 
Even though he's obstructing oh, you, That's right, back. you haven't watched this era. Brass nut, power of the punch, baby. This this rolls on for a hot minute. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a great payoff to it, too. Um, it, it's just like, in the context of just this match, what was the plan? Like, you're probably going to get DQ'd because the ref didn't get bumped. He's mm-hmm. clearly just watching you. So, and I, I and I was waiting for, like, the, oh, he's going to somehow, it's going to look like Edge used it. Or it's a Duchess of Queensberry match. Or, yeah, something <laughs> I know um, you can win by brass notes. I have a hard time liking this match because I don't like booking like that. I don't like no, where somebody gets like and Regal's too good to yeah. have booking like that. Yeah, yeah. I like how the the commentators or not commentators, but Jerry Lawler calls Edge a distrustful American. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot because Regal calling he says all the distrustful Americans because he's already started this brass notes thing. Early in, in the last few Raws, it was after the Kiss My Ass Club or something, yeah. and he starts that and just refers to distrustful Americans. So, so then just the King just goes in and starts calling Edge. That's like no, no, clearly you haven't watched the the last four years. Is that is that stable? The Un-Americans like about a year from now. It's coming. That? It's like yeah. next fall, mm-hmm. I think. Okay, where is Lance Storm? Oh, he's gone. Martin, what kind of thoughts you have on this one, man? Um, I yeah, I'm with you. The whole um, heel beats down face, face hits one big move, wins. It's kind of done to death. I think these two guys were talented enough to pull it off, though. I kind of liked it. I, I don't know if it's just because it's Regal, who I love, and Edge, who I either like or love, depending on what type of uh, you know, whereabouts in his career we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, it, the only thing with me is that it didn't make Edge look like a, uh, a hero. It made him look like an opportunist. Right. Which will serve him well later in his career when he's a heel, but right. at this point it doesn't really do anything for me. This is that weird period where, like, it's over the next couple of years where, Ed, like, Ed, they, they try to force Edge into this role, and it finally, because of the crowd, they abort it. And, like, mm-hmm. all right, we need, to, we need to rethink what we're doing with this guy and everything. Which I think partially, like, this is where injury seemed to help because it gives that time off, so then that way mm. you can kind of... You know, rethink things a little bit. I think one thing that's going to hurt some of these matches too is the fact that with the way this main event is structured, where you're going to have back-to-back semifinals matches that go directly into the finals, with a number of matches, it feels like everyone's kind of rushing to get through things. But they had some time. Twenty I mean, minutes because twenty minutes before it was three hours plus the eight minutes. Right. Intro. I mean, it's the same complaint with Monday Night Raw. Like, how in the hell could Raw go over? It doesn't even seem yeah. logical that Raw could go over three hours, but mm-hmm. it does. Even if it's five minutes, they still manage to go over. So, Crisley knows best. Just isn't. Uh, uh, you ever fallen asleep during <laughs> Raw and you wake up and that's on? It's like what kind of hell and is this? It. Yeah, and I'm Ooh. like, yeah. Like, who is this gay guy? I mean, Why is he straight? I mean, is this a work? <laughs> is this a work? <laughs> that's what I'm about Just to say. He's neighbors with Buff Bagwell or some stupid shit. So let's head backstage. Kurt Angle and Ric Flair. This is the first of two interesting Flair promos that we get tonight. So Angle tells Flair, and he just keeps reinforcing it. He won a gold medal. He's been the champion. He's going to be the undisputed champion, which is something that everyone seems to tell Ric Flair he's never done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which and he calls him a 14-time champion. Mm-hmm. Which technically... Ric Flair did become an undisputed champion back way back. If you go back to WCW, remember they had split the title. There was a oh, W... Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the WCW International Exactly. Yeah. So oh, and Sting, I think, had it. Flair had the, the WCW proper belt, I guess. Proper. Right? That's what it felt like. It was like the proper WCW title. And then he beat him. So 
he kind of was an undisputed champion, just, you know, just for technicality's sake. But anyway, this this promo is funny because it's the anti Ric Flair promo. Yeah, yeah. it's the yeah. most. It's anti- so weird. He's I'm just going to watch it. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. That's awesome. I'm gonna. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Forever. Yeah, see, that's he does say problem. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. This type of thing is good to do. It's really cool because it's refreshing. It's different. But when you don't have any choices as to what you're going to say other than that's awesome, that's where it gets lost. In all honesty, it's not like Angle's giving him a variety of things to That is true as well. Yep. Which is weird because Angle's usually pretty good about that. Yeah. So, again, like, I, quick pause on this. So, did you think Angle had any chance? First of all, beating Austin. Second of all, winning all of it. Like at the time when yes. it was going on? No. Jason, did you? No. Martin, did you have any inkling, any thought that he might? No. No. I, I kind of got from, from this with the angle constantly repeating what he's going to do. It's like a case of who are you trying to convince mm-hmm. uh, the or you? <laughs> right. Yeah, so it, it, I basically knew that he wasn't walking out with anything. Now, by that logic, did you almost think, well, then he's got to win it? Because there's no way. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they flip it like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, no. We'll get an interesting callback to this a little bit later. So now we head into an interest. It's so timely. Once again, it's so timely because I have not. I saw the video, or I saw that you posted it. I, I, I know people have talked about it. I have not seen the Matt this Hardy, Matt Hardy video. Oh, oh, Matt Hardy, Jeff. So Jim Cornette's like reaction to it's been phenomenal. Oh, oh I bet he just. Oh, he ripped it apart. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, he said something like it's. He's like, I don't know why, but it's like every little thing that comes out of TNA is dog shit. <laughs> he said something like that. It was this great. this is one of those though. It's bad in in the right way oh, kind of thing. Though, I, do you it's think like, it's yeah. intentional? Like they knew what they had, and they knew what the reaction would be. He's almost thus, fat lardy again. Like yeah. he looks ridiculous. It, yeah, I, he's Cruella Deville. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. He looked well. First of all, Matt Hardy looks like he's about to just blow your minds with his new Vegas stage magic show. Oh, it does. Um, but no, I I don't think that they were intentionally making this as shit as it was. I mm. think they had a vision of, the, of it being truly epic. But the problem was that uh, the you know uh, talent was outstripped by the ambition, and so we ended up with <laughs> that segment. Which, so polite. So it's, so, I, I, it's so bad it loops around to enjoyable. It is wrestle crap at its, its finest. Mm-hmm. I will say that, and this, but this only seems to be how TNA seems to get into our line of vision, being only WWE or Lucha guys, is they will do something that is so outlandish and so ridiculous that we will see it. Mm. It is a way for to get exposure one way or another. That's why I think it's intentional. I think they know exactly what they're doing in the fact that we know this is not going to be great but the mm-hmm. thing is the way the internet reacts to these things is that they love train wrecks. it's like yeah. if this hey, had well, been done properly we probably wouldn't have we it. wouldn't have cared we no. would not have cared at all like Sting doing the Joker like I only saw that because everyone was like I, look I, at this I, I, I was watching TNA at that time I thought that was pretty kick ass myself I actually liked it because Sting gave his all I will say that he dove in head first. To yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. absolutely. And then, then when his uh, his stunt crow that kept Eric Bischoff trapped in an office for an hour was hilarious. <laughs> the stunt crow. Um, yeah, yeah. He, in order to stop Bischoff from interfering, so he was the evil boss. Sting unleashed a crow into his office, and Bischoff was paralyzed with fear <laughs> by this crow well, sat in his desk. Aviophobia is a real thing, Martin. You shouldn't make fun of it. Oh, for God's sake. Um, <laughs> so what's fascinating now is like. Since we said this is timely, like, 
We, <laughs> the Slammiversary matches, is it happening? Is it tonight? Mm. Or is it is soon? It, is it time for Slammiversary already? Is that what it is? I don't even know. But um, anyway, bad matches. Doesn't that sound like that should be their biggest pay-per-view? Yes. Not Bound for Glory? Um, but, uh, so now, 15 years ago, we got the first rendition of this. Yeah. Brother Nero versus Broken Matt. That's yes. right. This video, or so, let's talk about first. So Matt finds Lita and says the and last... sexy ref shirt. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I love the, the pull-in first with the camera, then we pull out. It's oh, not Earl Hebner. Oh, it's not Earl Oh, Hebner, she's folks. stretching, guys. Um, Matt finds her, though, and says that the last couple months have been rough on her, but things will work out. Lita says she's going to call the match down the middle. And then call Edge. As a character, Matt Hardy is such a moron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why would you make your girlfriend the referee? <laughs> <laughs> just When I saw that video package, I was shaking my head. Just no. So let's yeah. talk about that. Let's just go right into it. Because this thing, I'll say this, it's a hell of a package. It's not bad because mm-hmm. you, think, you think maybe their, their, their A game would be elevated. Yeah. If they're working with each other because they know each other so well. And... Yeah, well, I, I'd, I'd actually like to hear what a real argument between these two would sound like because you know, it goes from sounding passionate and real to completely false. Jeez, when Jeff shoves her down, shoves yeah. Lita. Wow. I like that. Yeah. Well, they both look like they both did. And then Matt's like, look what you did. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's so close to version one. He's yeah. close. Yeah. But yeah. he keeps stumbling. and that's, But you know that it's, it's, it's on the way. One right. takeaway. So let's dive into this this match because uh, we got Lazy Jeff with the ball cap once yep. again. I like it's it. on for twenty seconds. <laughs> but but the, the commentators pulled like Jerry Lawler got. How much time do you think Jeff spent on his hair today? And Jim's like, I don't know. And then Jerry goes, Why would you spend all that time on your hair if you're just going to come to the ring in a hat? <laughs> <laughs> and then Jeff's the one that takes it off. Yeah, and throws it out of the ring. The crowd chants when the crowd chants for the ref. The first ten seconds, oh, you know you're in trouble. Yeah, this, uh, this to me was awful. And here's why, like, I hated this. I, you know what? I'm saying that awesome. very strongly. And here's why. I don't want to see the Hardy Boys do mat wrestling right. in the beginning or try to out-technical wrestle the other. Their matches are designed to be high-impact type of matches where the first guy who messes up is going to get a, is gonna be worked on for that particular type of move they missed. Mm-hmm. To me, they missed their mark by trying to do too much of that stuff in the beginning where it's just... You know, I get it, guy. Yeah, I know what a hammer lock looks like. I know what a wrist lock looks you, like. You didn't it's think great. it was interesting that Jeff hurt his leg and he couldn't do some of his moves? Like, he'd go to the top rope. And way later in the match. Yeah. Right, but it was still in the match. I didn't mind it, especially because in the video package, Matt says, I'm going to show you I'm a better wrestler yeah. than you are. So, I mean, him actually wrestling instead of... And a lot of their high And once again, Jeff's just stupid, then, is what you're saying. Yeah. Because he's like, I'll just, well, then let's do that then. Yeah. Let's go do the Matt wrestling, Jeff, or Matt, whatever your yeah. name is. Not, I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I, don't I wouldn't know. say that, but, you know, it, it, and then they turn in when they, neither one of them can really out-wrestle the other one because they're on even ground. Then they go to more what they're comfortable with. But in a lot of their matches, though, the high-octane offense that they have is tandem offense where True. the two of them working together, so... Is one going to lay down so the other one can jump and then get up and get in the corner to take the... I don't know. Post? If you're really that good at performers, then, mm-hmm. you should be able to execute singly on your own. Then. Right, but they're But not. they don't because they're not very good right. at wrestling each other. They weren't good at Mania. No, they were Which one was it? 25. 25. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, ma- that, that was such a... The a ending letdown. is the best part, but that's yeah, it. Yeah, of course. It, it, you can see... I don't think this... And I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, this does not last. They... They end up realizing that this isn't. They kind of pull the. We're not ready. No. I think they put them back together. Am I not, Martin? Is that right? Yeah, they're back together. I think by no way out. 
Yeah. Oh, they worked it's, it out. It's, and right it's, before Mania. It's, <laughs> man, it's... Well, yeah. what about Matt, like, being a heel when you absolutely agree with everything that he's saying? Mm-hmm. Like, in terms of Jeff being a hot dog. And yeah. Like, it's, it's like the Owen Brett thing, kind of. If you go back and watch that Royal Rumble match when they fought the Quebecers, and you see Brett not tagging, even though he's right. in agonizing yeah. pain, it's like, Owen has an interesting point. Right. You know, they took the same kind of... It's almost a remake of that storyline, only, oh, the, man. The problem is Matt good. can't, like... like if he could have connected those dots, like, as, like, uh, the actor or the performer, like, okay, see how you're doing all that, like, I can use this to make myself look like even more of an interesting heel because you're the one being more heel than me right. makes me even angrier, but he doesn't, like, it, he never really fully well, realized. it doesn't help when they bring in Lita and they no. show her in the video package and Matt blatantly looks at her and tells her to shut up. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, were they afraid that the crowd would be 50-50? Like, because that's just desperate. Well, the crowd, like, just for the, the there's zero itself, zero for the match. Yeah. For a lot of it, they, they <laughs> move that on. When Lita gets involved and removes Jeff from the tree of woe, that crowd starts booing yeah. her. Even though it's the rules, but the thing is, there's no balance to it. Mm. There's no Matt getting in trouble and being in the ropes or something, and her helping him. It's all her helping Jeff. It's a very manipulative match. I, I the uh, Martin, before we before I get to the finish part, what are some more of your thoughts on it, man? Yeah, I, I didn't like this at all. Um, there was just something about it. I was watching it and nothing was really clicking. I think it's just I don't want to see the Hardys wrestle each other. It's almost like having two clones go at each other. I mean, you would think these guys... They're, they're not different enough. They, they, yeah. These, these it's, guys, it's backyard, like, they were backyard wrestlers. That means they probably wrestled each other like a billion times. That mm. means like you must, you guys must have thought of crazy stuff that only you two could do because you know like you've done it so many times together like we could do that one spot remember that time in the cherry yard bam but <laughs> hit that up why, why is why is one of oh, the undertakers yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it just shows up the finish of this thing is such a botch yeah man what was the finish oh yeah. oh god what a it's like, miss it's like jeff almost doesn't want to cover him like for a second like okay you remember to put your leg on the rope and they miss like, all right. So to break it down, how it happened, like I just want to make sure I have it right here. All right, so he hits the swanton, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He hits the swanton. He Matt's near the ropes. Jeff goes to cover him. Lita is looking at the shoulders. Matt gets his foot on the rope. Jeff sees that, and then pulls it, hooks it, and Lita just completes the pin. So if if I if I'm the one. Going through this with somebody, it's like, no, leave his foot on the rope. So Lita never saw that his foot was on the rope for the entire right. time of the three this count. Just puts the tension on Jeff. Yes. Mm-hmm. Instead, for being a heel. why, like, why do that? Why have him pull the leg off? Like to me, again, that's like you're being a heel. Jeff is the real heel here. Yeah, I think he once is. again, and it's just because it, well, the whole well, match, the commentators point out that Lita's hesitant to uh, to count the pin when it's Jeff getting pinned. And then when Matt's down there, she is on the money. Right. I mean, I don't know if that's her just being a shitty ref, or if that's what they're really trying to do. But on the flip side of that, I am glad that he grabbed his leg, because I hate when they cover people when they're in such close proximity to the ropes. Yeah. Because you know? as, as soon as I even see that they're going for cover, I'm like, okay, hook the leg. No, mm-hmm. no, or, or, or God, it's, it, it's such a clusterfuck. Like, if somebody were to pull you out of the ring and... The guy does like completely goes out of his way to make sure his legs are facing towards sure. the other ring so he can be pulled out. 
I think you could get away with his leg being on the ropes the whole time, though, and she count and her counting because she's not a real ref, mm-hmm. not a really. A so great we're just ref, accepting that Jeff is a moron that he wouldn't that he'd cover like, him and not Jeff hook doesn't the leg. see it. If he, if he, well, if, I'm sorry, I, I don't put that much stock in the the ring <laughs> savvy. Hardy? In the ring savvy, <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, I don't. And the, the ring the, general. And the other thing is, if, if, if that whole thing is more fluid, like hit the move, go for the cover quick. So like, there's he not. Did take a while. You know, if if you don't take that much time, then I just thought it was such a weird choice that they would have him pull the leg off. And I get, I totally get the crap afterwards. Even though, again, it's just sort of like, uh, mm-hmm. I had to do it, Jeff. <laughs> I love how Jeff Jeff's gone. Come. He's like all of a sudden just walk out. up the ring. Just this storyline sucks. <laughs> Can we get back? Where's my hat? <laughs> So um, that's that, and if <laughs> that's that. <laughs> that's that. All right, so um, we go right into a video package of I forgot all about this. Show. The career of the Undertaker. <laughs> this is my, my yard. God, and they're showing <laughs> clips of him from WCW. That one where he's walking on the ramp oh, with Paul Heyman. Who's yeah. Mean Mark Callis? Mean Mark Callis. Yeah. They used to take like basically a WWE 24 documentary back then. It was only an hour long, and they would charge you. On yeah. pay-per-view for a every pay-per-view. single one. Yeah. I, and because this, this, these things aren't on the network. No. no. Yeah. I'd love to see this. I really would. Well, it was a lot of stuff when they had the WWE On Demand, where you had to pay, like, it was the, the free network. You pay 10 bucks a month, and you can go watch, like, the same eight matches. Yeah. This thing feels weird. But the thing that's ironic now about this is this is a point in time where it was okay to talk about Booger Red Undertaker, and it was okay to talk about the American well, Badass. Undertaker yeah. in a segment with Vince, and Vince seems to be you know eating it up. Oh, yeah, 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 it's hilarious because now you when you me. do something like this, that stuff's kind of you know well, mm-hmm. it happened, but uh, he he went back to being the dead man. And then it was all it was all fine from there. It was all a dream. So. Um, <laughs> Well, have you heard the weird fan theory, like a kayfabe reason as to why the t- Undertaker changes between oh, like yeah. a, just a dude and and phenom? Is he think I know possessing you. other things or what? Yeah, that he's possessed by a by a demon. Yeah, and how it. strong a hold that exerts over him depends on whether you get <laughs> <laughs> bugger red or dead man. So the was a redneck demon. <laughs> hey, oh yeah. <laughs> Like what the hell? That's the, that's the ghost of Jerry Reed <laughs> possessing the Undertaker. Shit! Here you go, come back now. <laughs> Jerry Reed as the Undertaker. <laughs> Martin, do you have you ever watched Smokey and the Bandit? Martin? Many, many moons ago. Okay. Yeah. You know Jerry Reed is he's the truck driver in it? That's yep. what, yeah, that's so <laughs> Your resident redneck. <laughs> oh man. All right. Gentlemen gentlemen, stop your phone. You know how close we were, like technically if you connect it, like he was in the water boy with the big show. So <laughs> Oh, six degrees of separation. <laughs> we were close. We were very close to Jerry Reed as the Captain and Chano. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, so we we head backstage to where Trish is walking into the Rock's dressing room. She congratulates Rocky on the ass kiss on the ass kicking he did. <laughs> she congratulates him on his ass. Not bad, Rock. <laughs> Work out, well, buddy. Is this in this a period of time where they were hooking up backstage? That's what I was thinking. That, too. Okay, what a pretty couple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She gives him a kiss for luck, but he stops her to cut a promo on her, <laughs> and then gets her all what? kinds of wet. Of course, <laughs> according to him, Trish splooshes. <laughs> so uh, that a stage direction. Uh, <laughs> you look at the way she sells that. Uh-huh. She's just, mm. she's just like, thank God, I'm wearing a wetsuit. 
But there's a what I think is great is after his big spiel about we're going to celebrate or something, he then has to look down and raise his penis and cock his eyebrow at it. That it's weird like, move he used to do. Yeah, yeah, it's like did we? Oh, in case you didn't get it, kids, it's his pee pee talking. It's almost like Rock's like, I know I'm leaving next year for a little while. I just I haven't gotten to do one of these yet, so yeah. I've been dying to do one. <laughs> There's no subtlety with him. He's like the master of the single entendre. Single sounds like a great move. The single on what a great finisher oh, for an asshole awesome. wrestler. The single on Tantra. Why? Why didn't Val Venus have that in his? Uh, in his oh, ah, that's true. That's good. it. Could have been a single like Boston Crab. Just call it the single on Tantra. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll always be watching you in your window. <sighs> All right, so let's... That, that, that was seven, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> We're heading back to the ring. We're now the big show, and Kane. Which will not be the first time, or not the only time, we'll see these guys together. No. Nope. Are taking on the WWF Tag Team Champions, the Dudley Boys. Let's go ahead and mention this. This is the Big Show's fourth tag team partner in eight months. Yep. His fourth partner. He's too big to fire. Yeah. Too big to fire. <laughs> and you know what's funny? is like, he's still, like, the crowd is still really into him at times. Yeah. Not, not like, I mean, I'm not saying he's like Austin coming out there. No, but. Not Austin 01 coming out there, but, you know, it's, it's still. He's so fucking lazy in this match, I, man. It's such a great transition when the Dudleys are in the ring waiting for Big Show and Kane. And I have no idea who they're fighting. No. And JR goes, oh, the Dudley Boys probably the greatest tag team of all time. And then right as soon as he's done with that, I thought it was going to be Spike. Just, oh. <laughs> just, I, I do love there's a there's a very audible oh Jesus Bubba yeah. says when he eats a close oh yeah <laughs> I heard it too <laughs> he is so talking Kane the first three minutes like Kane's feud with his boot cover yeah. continues I, this whole year I, man yes it, it yes it has shit going Kane's, is, is that in line for feud of the year it, it, <laughs> why not because I, I thought that too I was like I feel like I've seen this before yeah. and then I realized it's happened multiple times like, this year every Every match oh that we've seen Kane in, his it, boot cover it comes It might be loose. the same shoe. Yeah. The same leg. He's foot. one of those, he, he, he can't get the right way. He doesn't know the over-under. It's like he's just putting on the boot right before he goes out. <laughs> Glenn. <laughs> left boot don't go on. Glenn, you got to get that left boot on quicker than the first gong. In kayfabe, does Kane still only have sight in one eye and, and therefore can't tie the, uh, the other boot? That's it. That, that must yeah. be the, Someone get him some must be fucking it. That must be it. Just do it. I, I loved that gimmick of Kane like only having one eye because J.I. used to refer to him as the big one-eyed monster. <laughs> <laughs> Step right up to see the one-eyed monster. <laughs> Look out. I don't he spits. The big one-eyed monster. <laughs> I, don't I feel like Burgess Meredith needs to come out there. Man. Looks like Chuck's going over to meet the big one-eyed monster. <laughs> oh, from Grumpy Old, old Man. man. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> The transition to more sexual harassment. Did, yeah. What is Big Show's problem with her? Dude. Oh yeah, he just. I love that he licked his hand. That's what he just holds up to her. Yeah. Pants her. Yeah, just <laughs> right there. Just doesn't care, and it's like that's what made it gross. If he would, if he would have just picked her up, spanked her, like ho ho ho, that's cute. But pulling of the down of the pants and then the licking of his hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was disgusting. This, this, Big spanker, Paul White. Well, yeah. She, so she gets tossed out, and uh, and she like looks all hurt, and, and Jerry Lawler's like all concerned, and yeah. Jr. goes, "You're not a first aid man. This isn't a mash unit out here." Yeah. 
this. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go th- ahead there's a uh, just. There's more because it goes with Jerry Lawler saying, "Come sit in my lap. It's the best seat in the house." Right after he says that, though, you hear camera direction, which cracked me up. You hear Kane's going up. Because I thought I heard it. I rewound it and I turned everything. I was like, sure shit you do. Because you're, Kane's going up. And then the camera changes from being kind of right there with Stacy. Yep. There's Kane perched ready to do his right, So let's get to Because this is awesome. When Kane hits Big Show, if do you know what he's, see what he says? No. Like, what's that shit for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Big Show. <laughs> Big, Big what's show. that shit for? And, and I like how Kane's sort of like, well, I didn't mean it, man. I, I don't have lines. <laughs> I, 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 I can't even tie my shoe. <laughs> What's that shit for, big one-eyed monster? <laughs> what is that? You is are that... outside of my peripheral. Yeah, so he's got no depth perception. This is what's awesome. So Big Show returns the favor, obviously. They need mm. to pay this off immediately. So Big Show inadvertently hits Kane. And then, for oh. whatever reason, decides to go back to attacking Stacey, who does nothing but just taunt him. Like yeah. any manager does. Do. Instead, he's like, No! <laughs> That's not how you treat it. And it looks like she got more hurt when Devon jumps to save her because it looks like he just body splashes her out yeah. of Big Show's hand. I don't know if this counts as a 3D, but... It's not no. a 3D. I don't know but why it's a double flat. It's, yeah. it's an angry snake eyes. It looked, it looked like... Nasty. And, and yeah, Big Show eats yeah. it. Fuck. Fuck. I mean... See, that's a pin near the ropes that I can buy. <laughs> He's not going to be. Fuckers out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, five, man, five you, you ain't going to my heat-stroll cradle the big show anytime soon. <laughs> that's how it's Jim Ross's ending of the match. Man, that match was not pretty, folks. <laughs> <laughs> that was a ball and shoe ugly. Oh, that was... Oh and then God. they do they, they cut to the don't try this at home right. 30 minutes <laughs> after h- highlighting that the Hardys grew up wrestling each other in their backyards so right. don't try it at home unless you're good Mark what like uh, so now the Dudleys like it's been an, they've held these titles now for a while yeah what do you what do you think about this match in terms of this title reign they've had this year the, the rain isn't bad. Um, you know, they've, they've had some fun matches beating some guys. This particular match, they, the Dudleys felt like the least important component of their own match. Because yeah. it's all Sean, Kane and Stacey. Um, <laughs> uh, so the match itself is a bit of a dud, but they, I, they, I like A the bit dud. of a dud <laughs> from the Dudley boys. <laughs> I love it. You knew, what you, were, you knew I was a snake and you picked me up. <laughs> Good call. Um, yeah, it just it, there was nothing, nothing really to write home about. But the, the rain itself is great because the Dudleys are great. Even mm-hmm. when the Dudleys aren't great, they're still great. Their music is still like dun, that. Dun, dun. That's what sucks about them now. It's like that music is way too badass for you guys to be jobbing like this. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Jobbing like it's going out of style. I mean. <laughs> So a little bit later on, they get uh, is it Power Man Five Thousand music? Yeah, as well? coming up. <laughs> so as Jason said, the "Don't Try This at Home," aka "I Killed My Family" um, <laughs> commercial runs. I killed my wife. <laughs> I broke my tibula. That's right, my son. <laughs> Where's the car? I broke my finger. Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> See, that's the Botchamania opening that he needs to do next. Is take that video, but use, but have the filters apply to clips of like, like you know, obviously bad botches in there. But keep those same voiceovers where everybody is just like really intense about like, uh, I've had my peck ripped. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my penis in a war. Someone bit my dick off. <laughs> 
whatever you are. I'm not sorry. <laughs> Good <Whoever>. God. <laughs> Somebody bip. <laughs> what? First of all, what move? Who was the offense and who was the defense was in that Bron- maneuver? The Bronco Buster gone wrong. You heard about what happened with that X-Pac like in later years Bronco Buster, right? What? He tore his asshole. Yes! Uh, oh! No way, no. Oh, pin me, pin me. <laughs> Because I was thinking about Del Rio like being like, no, 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 <laughs> we're gonna do that stupid turnbuckle. He's <laughs> just shitting blood. All wow. Yeah. We still got five minutes. <laughs> no, pero, 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 pero. Destiny. <laughs> Oh god. You think he has the full word of destiny tattooed like spelled out on his <laughs> He said destiny the other night. He hadn't said that once again, don't say destiny the move fails. <laughs> destiny to fail. <laughs> okay. So Christmas at the shop zone. I wonder who got calls from WWF superstars. I and who called them. And who called and them? Who That's called what them. I wanted to know. Uh, Bob Holly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I pay 30 bucks. <laughs> the first person they show is Kurt Angle doing this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just, I'm not doing it. Let me great there's Dean Malenko. Just like, all right, I heard he bought a shirt. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does, does it fit? <laughs> he's got the phone here. He's got the phone on his shoulder and he's just doing He's doing the wrist. Like, just the wrist. Why has he got right in the I don't know. Though? His music was close. I was like, yeah, that's why. What a mismatch. It's Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko has a time traveler gimmick. Oh, yeah. Well, we all, everyone just got hard up. He was frozen in ice. He was the ice man. He was Encino Man. Okay. Encino Man Dean Malenko. You imagine if he was the Dino Man. Yeah, and Dino. And Dino man. Uh, you, you sound like Vince trying to push something to someone. Yes. If you don't want it, there's a thousand people that would. But I'm afraid of snakes. Too bad. And I'll bite his dick off. Yeah. <laughs> want to see it? I want to see it. <laughs> I want to. You said you ripped your asshole. Show me. <laughs> we got the videotape. The Vince McMahon ripped my asshole. <laughs> Farts are funny, pal. But the sneezes, same, sneezes are an abomination. This ain't a mash unit over here, you know. <laughs> I'm glad how we're getting all this out because we're coming to some meat and potatoes and oh, some yeah, good yeah. shit right so here. So we've got one more backstage segment here where Lee try, or Lita, Another disappointment. Uh, Lita tries to apologize, but Matt is angry and he's letting us all know. What kind of dressing locker room has a window in the door? I have no idea. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> the best kind. <laughs> the best kind. Oh, that's only the spot for the 400 pound <laughs> units. Be great if Dean just comes up and he's doing the thing with his wrist. Now, if anyone, like, just to clarify, because when we say that, if you go back to his entrance in WCW, he would come out and he was always kind of like twisting his wrist around. Right. Sort of like how CM Punk would do with his, um, you know, when he would get in the ring. Well, like, he would actually do it like yeah. yeah, and it made sense because of the tape. You're trying to loosen right. it. And I get it totally. But Dean's was always funny because it seemed like his face never moved. 
No. But his wrist. <laughs> you can play. You can play uh, Revenge, and he does the pose. Yes, that's what you're talking about. Colin doing this. Like, he's checking pose. for his own pulse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good to go. <laughs> and I'm alive. There gotta be a whole time of doing it. He just comes up and then goes right back down. That would be so. He's just on the other side of the window, slowly eating a potato chip, ignoring Lita. Yes, man. So then, okay, oh, I love this. Jr. plugging Drowning Pool, which is funny because he is blatantly great reading single, copy. Great single, He is folks. so reading something off. Calls paper. it a hit. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Their new hit. Um, all right, let's go to this video package. Undertaker and RVD. Undertaker wants respect, and in this we get some of the nastiest looking moves. That we've seen Taker do in a while. A power bomb was a power bomb, and uh, was it? We get a power bomb through the trash can. Mm. We have got power bombs on the stage. I like Michael Cole's call. A power bomb through the trash receptacle. <laughs> this is why nobody liked you. No. The, although seeing Undertaker mock RVD is awesome <laughs> with flannel. Yeah. <laughs> I love <Pearl> jam. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm Grudger Taker. Grudger Taker. <laughs> Jeremy. So Undertaker <laughs> might be healed at this point, but his entrance oh, is, is still so very face. face. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But the only thing he doesn't do is this whole thing. Yeah. That, yeah. He doesn't do that. He and when do that. he's driving around, he stops right at the turnbuckle where Finkel's sitting there, stares him down while he, he stops the bike, stares him down, then revs back up and pulls over. I was like, that yeah. is fucking That's great. So, it's so hailish. Just making sure that Fink announces him in the proper way. <laughs> That's right. He also doesn't do that rope thing that always seemed like he made it up at the last second and just kind of... Go into it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! No, 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 no. All right! I never understood that thing. It came out good. <laughs> this is an interesting era of Undertaker because there's two. There, there are a couple interesting choices he brings to his heel persona. Ooh. One, he likes different. He likes to talk back to the crowd. Yeah, he does. If you yeah. happen to catch him on shut your, your ass, whatever yeah, yeah. he said to that. Mania, we're gonna hear some really good ones. Every yeah. day's getting his ass beat. That's what. I'm <laughs> yeah. saying. Number two. If you hit Taker, he does this stagger like he's drunk. Mm-hmm. And he's, oh my God, I just got hit by a damn two by four. Where's Jim Duggan? Because he's, he's not oh. possessed, clearly, like Martin said, so yeah, he can it's, feel it. It's like somebody's. He's bound down. So Van Dam, though, is still, bless his heart, still very over. Mm-hmm. Despite. Bless his, bless his heart. Van Damme, bless his heart. Because he has been booked to look just like a mediocre loser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he looks like a mid-card. Who happens to have the hardcore title, which means nothing. Oh, yeah, that's for the hardcore title. It's basically title. the ECW title. That's what I think. That, that, felt, that became the ECW heavyweight title. Also, why does Taker want this? Nah, you know what I'm going to do It's so him. weird. Like, it's all about the... Like, they keep playing up the respect thing. And I'm like, does that going to give you respect? <laughs> Would be great as he's trying to sleep and spike and crash. Holly pins him. That would now, Martin. I want to ask you this because I know you're you're a big Taker fan. When mm-hmm. Undertaker flipped and he did the, you know, he helped Jr. kiss Vince's ass and all that, and he started doing this, the he became Booger Red basically. Mm-hmm. What did you think of that little twist on the American Badass? Um, at the time, I probably wouldn't have liked it because I like my Taker to be a babyface. Yeah. Looking back on it, it's awesome. He yeah. worked, that character worked so much better yeah. as it did. Heel. Yeah, yes, it really did. I love the. Would you go and kiss his ass? Hell no, I ain't kissing his ass. 
Is that because you better than me? Oh, <laughs> it becomes one of those guys. You watch the you do, you're me. like, it is that. I love, I, I love JR's reaction. With the camera zooms in, I'm just like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what we're saying is, Taker's entire heel turn could have been avoided if Jim Ross said, well, he's my boss. And if he says, I got to kiss his ass. Wouldn't that Taker, oh, well, well aren't they? proceed. <laughs> Doc Holliday? But just to go, that video package, when they go back and like the music that they start playing at that moment where like Vince is wearing JR's hat, he's holding his belt and stuff, that weird bass, bow, 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 bow. you're yeah. just like, fuck, man, that is a badass package. Still. It is. That was someone's entrance music as well, but I can't for the life of me remember who it was. Steve Malenko. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say it's someone like the Headbangers or something like that. Indino. Indino. Um... So, there are a couple of... We didn't... I, I completely forgot to mention, we're in San Diego, which you... Another comes, sportatorium? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is... West Coast arenas are always interesting for pay-per-views because their pops are... They don't... They... Wrestling is... It's interesting what they pop for when it comes to wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like they are not good fans because I think... That's why people think Staples about... Staples Center's awesome. Yeah, I, I think they... I, I think it is a good crowd. So, I don't think there's... I don't want to play too much into that. The thing, the reason I bring up the San Diego part is when they go on the outside where they stay like, oh, yeah. the entire time, mm-hmm. which I don't mind. If you're going to do Falls Count anywhere, then don't tease me with some crap in the ring. Just go out there and just do it. But that's what that's what the invasion match was with Rob Van Dam and Jeff Hardy. Like, yeah. Like about 80% of that match is inside the ring. That's, that's one thing I like about it is that, uh, when the hardcore matches would do something that would upend your expectation. Sure. And in this match, I feel like this one did up in expectation because I didn't. I've never seen Taker do this. Mm-hmm. Which one? This type of match. Oh, this type of match. And, and I'm not counting Boiler Room. I'm talking like a truly like you know this is a, a nasty hardcore type of match. Oh, yeah. I do love that when RVD chokes him with the Mexican flag in front of. Right, take rabbit. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but Taker seems to like tap RVD when he's done. Like, that's good sport. Like I was like, oh, Derek, there, I just called him for a. <laughs> Stick with me, yeah. uh, there, I mean, there's, I, I can't even, I lost track of all the nasty spots in this because there, I mean, mm-hmm. some of the stuff RVD does, he, the way he climbs out of the last ride, yeah. he climbs up the stage. I thought he was going to fall. Yes. Oh. The rolling thunder he does, like That's on good. the stage. Yeah. RVD doesn't modify his moves when he's outside because no, like, he's going to do that running, I'm going to shove the chair in your face. Um, uh, what a drop kick move! Yeah, it looks exactly like it would look if he did it in the ring. Yeah, <laughs> the um, uh, Jr. doesn't quite understand. I think what the Van Daminator is. Nope. I re- he's not the only one. I've heard other commentators yeah. call that yeah. the Van Daminator, and it's just like just because he kicks a chair in your face. Right. There was the Van Daminator, and there was the Van Terminator. But say, if I anything, thought the Terminator was the one in the chair in the corner. It's more like the Van Terminator, right. uh, the way he does it. So <clears throat> when we get to our. our um, Though the taker chair shot is one of the most sickening mm-hmm. I've seen in a while. Yeah. Which he, one? He clocks RVD with a chair that bends it like yeah. instantly. Like, it, and I know it's gimmicked. I, I understand, but the way the the velocity of that shot it goes back to like when Rock hit Shamrock. Oh, yeah. that! It's, oh, I it, remember that. And, I, and I'm not saying like it's an exposed shot like that, but it has that type of pop when he hits him. It's it's unreal. The finish is quite. <laughs> it, I love it. To, um, RVD misses the actual Van Daminator. I think. I think yeah. it is. I think yeah. it's a proper one. And then he gets choke slammed through a couple of tables. 
off the stage, off the yes. stage. and take her just moseys on down to Penny. Right. Yeah. I'll, I'll be right with you. <laughs> oh, shit, oh, man. That's on. A, my knees, right? My knees. I'm going to slot down. Might as well be Mount Everest. And he wins the hardcore title, The Undertaker. Hardcore champion. What was with that look, though, after he won? Yeah. The one I... I yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't like, know that look of... Like, the demon was fighting its way out of him or something. <laughs> He's brown and dirt. <laughs> he has to play that song backwards. No man. But it would have been different if Rob would have uh, got out of the. If he would have kicked out of that pen. Mm-hmm. And then he reacted like that. Because then he's like, well, shit, what's I it going to take? I just had an out of body experience. <laughs> but I don't know. Ta- All right, Martin, starting with you, man. What did you think of this match? I loved it. No. Um, I'm not the world's biggest fan of hardcore matches, but for some reason this all clicked. I think it's the novelty of seeing Undertaker and Rob Van Dam. It's like you never. It's like the kind of shit you you pull in the video games. You never thought that would happen. Yeah, that's true. If you told me in the, be- at the beginning of 2001, mm-hmm. the final paper of the year, the Undertaker's going to wrestle Rob Van Dam for the hardcore title. For the hardcore yeah. title, I'd be like, huh? it's just like if you had told me a year before this WrestleMania. The Rock's going to have a match. It's only going to last six seconds. With one of the Wyatts. Not Bray. <laughs> it, well, the way yeah, things I'd, are going for them, they're getting a year. Oh, yeah. Possibly my match of the night. Yeah. You know, it. I don't think there are a lot of real viable alternatives in that, to be <laughs> honest. So, I, I mean, there's... It, this, this one will be interesting to pick match of the night. But I think... I I know I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the, this match for the most part. I think there's... I, they had done some things differently with the with getting more of it back in the ring, sure. But overall, like to see Taker get nasty was a lot of fun. Jason, what do yeah. you think of it? I liked it's the same. Like I liked it for that reason. Like okay, you're heel. He didn't do old school. No, he didn't do any of his normal Taker spots. I liked if if you're going to change, he changed. Charlie, on the scale of hate, how high is this one? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of hate. Yeah. A lot of hate. I, I hated this match. <laughs> of course. What, 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 of course? Fuck you. Yeah, like, this, this thing sucks. I, Rob Van Dam looks like a bitch in this match. Yeah. And, it, it, and he's had such a good pay-per-view run up to this point, And he's pretty much had the match of the night on every single card that he's, that he's been on. But this thing... And no, no, don't get me wrong. I do like the taker. Like, what would a taker be like if he couldn't do a lot of the moves that we're so used to seeing him do? But my thing is, and I'm a stickler for this, he's not doing them in the ring. Like, Taker takes a lot of the bumps. Like, there's the chair shot, yeah. sure. But with the exception of the chair shot and the strangling of the flag, that's pretty much all he does. Rob Van Dam does everything else, can't beat him, one choke slam into oblivion. We only find out later that there were tables. I, like, he does that, a lot of striking, though, doesn't he? Mm. Taker well, that's a lot Taker. Of, right. He's the best in the business. Yeah, he's the best pure striker. Um, <laughs> I mean, he comes back from backstage to give him a greeting. But overall, though, like this match, it's a nothing match, and this match could main event a, a, a pay per view. I just RVD looks weak. I think in comparison to most of the matches on this card, this match this match looks almost sublime compared to most of the matches we've. Look at the ones we've already watched. Mm-hmm. I would take. I would. Take I would this take Dudley's. Times. I would take the Dudley match. I would take this ten times out of ten. I would take Edge and Regal. I would take that match. I mean, it just there's just nothing to it. I cannot wait till we get to because he's gonna do, when he repeats the same shit with Maven and just bullies him no, constantly. That's, that's, that's gonna that's gonna be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So let's to to move past and we go to the reprise of the Angle Flair promo, but this time it's gonna be yeah. with Flair and Jericho. Um, 
It's straight out of WCW in 1999. Yeah, it's the same thing. I think Larry Zbysko cried somewhere when Jericho said he'd be the living legend. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <Down> Tony! Yep. <laughs> and then he probably had a screwdriver afterwards. The crowd woos like the whole time. Which I, 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 I love wrote, that. Though. I wrote that. Is that. Was that right? Did they do that for yeah. most of it? But they're yep. wooed. By the end of the show, they are wooed out. They're, they're not yeah. even wooing at chops anymore. No. Woo. Yeah. Woo. Woo. So now uh, we saw last month Trish became the new women's champion after all these years in advance. The title was left in after China left. Now we get our first defense, and it's against future Hall of Famer Jackie. So, um, which might be the stiffest match on the card because <laughs> yeah. it looks like they're throwing bombs at each other, or mostly Jackie's maybe throwing yeah. bombs. Let's go ahead and just start around. Charlie, we'll start with you this time. What did you think of uh, Trish versus Jackie? <laughs> <laughs> this is the I, I, I've coined a new term this is the epitome of crisp sloppiness because <laughs> there is a lot of clean looking moves that look great and then there's just a lot of shit you know just bad um, and it's it's women wrestling I mean you know, it, it's it, it was awkward a lot back then uh, but like it, the crowd doesn't help because we, we get we get a we want puppies chant almost immediately, and I yeah. I hated that. But other than that, though, I think they did a, a decent job with it, and I love Trish Stratus. So. She's coming. You can see, you're, you're just seeing the pieces. Mm-hmm. Jason, what'd you think? I, I just had meh for the match itself, but I mean Jerry Lawler's constant sexual harassment of both of them. Nice backside slide backslide. Yeah. I mean, like that would have been fine, but it's some of the others like, oh, her puppies are on bright or whatever. It's just like. It just got so. It's really much. dated. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. It's really dated now. Oh yeah. Um, Martin, what do you think of um, this kind of filler we got here? <laughs> uh, I'm with Charlie. It's botchy as hell, but not terrible. No. I I thought it was fine. Um, I had very little to say against it. I've got very little to say for it, but it uh, it wasn't like offensively bad, and you could see that everybody was trying. There's like a. I love when people duck a phantom clothesline. Yeah. Like, we, we get that at least twice tonight, and it certainly happened here. But, like, it wasn't a deal breaker. No, no. I mean, I, it, it was fine. I mean, if anything, they probably should have saved this and put this... Between. Uh, yes, because yeah. I think it would have been a nice break. Um, but instead, as we transition now, we're, um, we go to WWF New York. Well, first we get a, um, we get a video of the... The incident we talked about earlier, the whole mm. complete segment of Vince, Rock, Trish, um, JR. JR gets hot. One more. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, JR wants McMahon's face in class. <laughs> Easy tackle. <laughs> that was not the chair. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> You'd be proud of that if that wasn't the chair. But uh, <laughs> Kiss my ass. <laughs> it's the return of Rikishi, which shouldn't... It, it's, mm. it's understated, and the thing is, like... When we last saw him, like it was at the end of a, a pretty bad. Did we even see him in? We did we see him briefly in the beginning of our run here in season two? I don't think we did. It, well, well, clearly wasn't memorable. He was on Raw. I want to say he was on Raw, like because he was still playing up as the hired gun for Triple Mick, H. Yeah, but then yeah. like I, I think it diminished. He turned face and then he disappeared because I think he was hurt. But I mean, they realized that it what didn't work. It should have worked. He should have been a credible heel. He should have been good, mm-hmm. but it didn't. And now he had, he had Meng. Yes, yeah. yes. It did, that tag yeah. team. 
You want to talk about them against the Dudleys? That would have been a match. That would have been fucking great. But the thing about Rikishi, though, because as entertaining as this segment is, like for me, his character was completely tarnished after the Austin incident, Mm -hmm. and you know they actually in Austin's match they bring it up a few times. Jared's like, oh, you know, he he was out for a year rehabilitating his neck. They thought, you know, he'd never wrestle again. And kayfabe wise, it's because of Rikishi. Right. So Rikishi comes out dancing and slapping his ass, and I'm like. Vehicular manslaughter. <laughs> yeah. And and I but I will say it's the first time we have actually a fun WWE WWF New York segment where a guy's having fun. Yeah. Not like bitter. He's happy to have a job. He's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is happy to be there. That's well, dude, well, dude, also you can look, see Vladimir the super fan at the back. Yep. Look at him. Just look at the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, He's going to be like a hog in heaven with all those Philly cheesesteaks in WWF New York. Apparently they're main. He's got his own one, like, jumpsuit. Says He's probably got, like, four subs in there. <laughs> yeah, I like the idea that he might be stealing subs from his employer's restaurant. Oh, my God. He strikes me as the type. Somebody Just, ate my dick. That's that episode of Futurama where Fry's trying to applaud and he's got sandwiches in both hands. Yeah. Ah, is that how we pitch a kid? The, the like great this. thing is, is that somebody, I don't know who did it. It was Jake Roberts. <laughs> somebody put my dick off. You can say a, a lot about Vince for being Vince, but he is someone who is not willing to ask of someone to do something that he won't do his own. Trying to, trying to steer this back, <laughs> and this is not working. Okay, no, so sorry. now we get a video package for the Undisputed okay. Championship. And I like this by the number thing. Four men, three matches, two titles, one Undisputed Champion. That's not bad. That's one not disappointed bad. fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the recap they do from Invasion to now is pretty good. The center uh, insertion for the theme of the show mm-hmm. is really good. I think it's another good like main event package mm-hmm. and everything. So um, we go first to... And isn't it crazy to think this is now our fourth time seeing these guys in a match this year? Oh my god! Kurt Angle and Stone Cold Steve Austin for the WWF title. And every match gets worse. <laughs> yes. Every single one. Why is right. that? And 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 Charlie, when we were talking earlier, made a great point. If you watch Austin coming out, his head is down. He does not look like he wants to be here at all. Even though they've given him back his his classic music, mm-hmm. he yeah. seems to be back in his classic storyline. He's holding the belt and he's doing just, this. Yeah. And is it's this, like, is this vest bedazzled? Oh, does it say <laughs> yeah, bedazzled? I don't think with, so. No, no. With the Brendan Fraser. Reds. No, there, if you go and look at the red skull on the back, like it's it's rhinestone around the edge of it. And I was like, oh god, lose a bet with Deborah. Losing <laughs> <laughs> some alimony, that's for sure. Oh, <laughs> just is that going to the costume here? God damn, I want to look fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> yes, why can't I? Martin Dixon with the stunner. He just dropped <laughs> it on the double stunner. Yeah, well, Rebellion. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be wrestling Liberace. <laughs> 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 This redneck dim has got old. <laughs> Can you imagine if he had no idea what, um, he had no idea what, what was the name of the movie? What was the name of the, um, which one? The, the one, the Liberace movie with Michael Douglas. Oh, oh a great movie. Um, candles. Behind the candelabra. Can you imagine if he popped that on, on demand, he had no idea what it was about, and if I'm in, well, god dang. So that's what we're going to do, huh? He's talking to the TV. He's cutting a promo. What's Gecko doing? What's that? What's, what's Gecko and the Born guy doing? <laughs> the Born guy. <laughs> what's going on here? What's Ben Affleck doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
What's in that letter? What's in that letter? <laughs> I figured, yeah, Liberace. Oh my god. Part of WrestleMania once could be great. Imagine, next thing you know, they're Because there's that image he, he, just, he describes there where him and Diamond Dallas Page in a bottle of wine were watching a UFC event. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. Oh, I love this Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the year of it? Bang! <laughs> Bang! A good year. Oh, all right, so, but as we said, it's our. It's not often that we talk about the fourth match, and like, I guess what I'm getting at is, it's not often that guys have this many matches in a year, and we're kind of okay with it. Like, I don't think like anyone was like, oh god, we're getting another one of these. Mm-hmm. When it was a year ago, before this, with Rock and Triple H, it was like, oh Jesus, again, these guys again. Because, I don't know, maybe there was something to the way Austin and Angle worked to where it was always entertaining. It may not always be the best match that they could possibly do True. after SummerSlam. But it was still like, you were always, oh, well, these guys will always put on something good. And I don't know if I can say that about this match. It's the first five minutes. What the fuck is the first five minutes? Yeah. The first five minutes is the entire Goldberg-Brock Lesnar match. Yeah, Austin, like, it, it, <laughs> they don't want to do anything. He looks like he's yeah, laughing at The laugh, he just, <laughs> this is <Yeah>. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Well, when he's, when Kurt's got Austin, and right before he does the, the corner post figure four, and he's got him, like, leaned up, it sounds, and he's chopping him, I couldn't see his face, but it's almost like Austin's, like, talking shit to him the whole time, which would be fine, but... That's, you I'm glad you that. bring up the chops. This is the choppiest of four matches. Mm. Oh, yeah. Or Rock, three matches. Rock just ever. fucking does this. Well, because he realizes his feet aren't working. I suck. Yeah. It's always that you, anytime you see a guy just switch to the just open palm, just like mm-hmm. front slap, I guess. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not drastically different from doing just the regular because it's an open palm like that way. But, but Rock sees so many guys who just, they, they do it and there's Big no sound. does it. Oh. <laughs> Here comes the front. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh! Makes no. bit my dick. <laughs> did, you hear, did you hear the the ref getting lippy with Kurt Angle? Yes. yes. Get your ass back in the ring. Watch your mouth. Like I was like, that's that's good. I will say, like, is 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 kind of lethargic as Austin looks. Like, man, when he fires up, it is still just a. Like, you get excited a little bit. You yeah. get a little excited because when he fires up, like, he's still like he what he did. I didn't see him do the elbow from coming off the ropes after he does mm-hmm. the Luthez mm-hmm. and but, but, but he, he did that for the first time it looked like in a bit. We got but, to see another left foot stunner. Now, yeah. Oh, now, I it was so awkward. Now, I didn't know. Now, I want to ask, like, did you think that there was a psychology of this where it's like, we don't want to burn too much energy if, if one of us is moving on. We're going to have to wrestle again very soon. Right. Do you think there was like a psychology that they were trying to do with that where it's like, well, we don't want to go as high octane as we normally do. Because that wouldn't make sense if I have to wrestle again, like in ten minutes or whatever it is. Ten minutes. Did you? It's possible because uh, Kurt that, takes the majority of the bumps. Yeah, I would say, which makes sense because he's going to lose. But still, those German suplexes that Austin does, wow. which is it's a cool idea, but it, I thought it was terrible. Yeah. I wouldn't take one of those. He, he did, first of all, he doesn't lock. Oh. Every time they're getting up, he's like, all right, let, "Let me grab your ass. I'll guide you." <laughs> He's very gentle. Man. Yeah, he's so <laughs> it looks like he's really trying to help him. Like, right, here we go. Like Charmaine bath tissue. Yeah, it's Charmaine. Right, great. Roll over. Uh, all right, so your oil. But overall, what you what You're you do? Austin goes over just a stunner out of nowhere, and then it's over with. But anyway, what'd you think of it? Nope. Yeah. Martin, what'd you think, man? Just very, very slow out of the blocks. Just. Yeah. Felt like nothing again. Yeah, yeah, it felt so throwaway. Considering this is it for Austin, this is arguably the feud of the year. 
Yep. Yeah. yeah. Arguably, I mean, like, like the the because and how many times do you see this where this start off as a face angle heel Austin, and then now we've seen Reverse. it flipped within only like a month, less than six months. Yeah. It has now gone like completely flipped and. And maybe that's part of the reason why the crowd just doesn't really seem that into it. Because yeah. they constantly are switching heel face, heel face, and it's just like, ugh. Because the, the crowd doesn't sound like they should, they're popping in, in the right spots Yeah, you know, yeah. for a typical Austin match. No. Yeah. But what's sad is, I think this is the hottest the crowd's going to be the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it never gets back to this level. Martin, go ahead, though, man. Finish up your um, point. Yeah, the, the last thing I'll say is the whole... Psychology thing that you brought up would have been better served if that would have been a thread on commentary. Yeah. If JR had been getting over, the fact is, well, they don't want to burn out because whoever wins this afterwards, we lose. You know, they've got another match. It kind of excuses it being rather slow and rather empty. But without that, it's you. It's two guys trying to conserve their energy as best they can. Jason, what'd you think, man? Very slow. It was the only of the matches that ended clean. Yeah. Which is. Kind of bizarre. And Angle yeah. just leaves. Yeah. Does he, does he even attack? He'll be back. Oh, yeah. Well, he comes back. I mean, after back. this. No, no, not after he this. He just exits this match. I'll get him back. back. Yeah. There's no... There's nothing to it. Like you were saying, like, the... You think it would be great because we're finally going to see these two wrestle where Austin's the face. Mm-hmm. And you could get the... The just brawler not being cowardly. And it's still not anywhere near as vicious. And I get if you're going to, you know... Performance-wise, you know you're going to have to do this again in like 15 minutes. You're going to hold yeah. back, but but then at the same time, if you're fighting to be the first undisputed heavyweight champion, you think that you would be a little more aggressive. So that's what Jr. It's like straight up starts hinting at Rock and Austin mm-hmm. going at it again. Which what's what's funny is like I is when I heard that I was like I don't care. I honestly <laughs> thought that I don't care, right. and it's like these are the two biggest guys of this era. And I could care less if they had a match during mm-hmm. this because, for whatever reason, like, it, and again, it's it's, I think it's the placement of the matches. It's how they're all stacked up. Like this felt dead. I felt done. I wanted to be done with this pay per view. To be honest, do you mm-hmm. think that this would have been if they would have started off the pay per view with the two preliminaries? Yes, just this yeah. is where Mayhem '99 mm-hmm. got this right by you know you. you wow, started. what a comparison! Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> But you're right. Like that's a better pay per view. Yes, with a better payoff. <laughs> but um, okay. So, God, I forgot. We didn't go. We don't go directly into the next match. We go to our creepy segment of the night here, where uh, oh, yeah. Tess uh, <laughs> just no. gets creepy and bursts into Trisha's dressing room. In a towel. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to give her a congratulations kiss. Everybody wants to give congrats kisses tonight. Or good luck kisses. It's all no over. one. You don't see like anyone. Like here comes Albert. Or date Bradshaw. I want to give good job, Jeff. No oh, man. <laughs> I, I will use my tongue. <laughs> what so are just you? the idea of Bradshaw trying to give Jeff a congratulatory kiss. Oh, yes. <laughs> hey, you want to go in the shower? I got some business for you. <laughs> you like dial? Oh, it's lava. Lava. You got to get in there and get the dead skin off. I, I will say this segment is worth it for what are you one of those chicks? Yes. What's well, also too is made me laugh so you, hard. You came into her dressing room and right. you're calling her a tease. And I mean, I like how I he like doesn't go, I, but he, he, it's not like he goes, what? I mean, does he say, it's not like I can get fired? Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. That's it's, right. You, you might be immune from getting fired, but you're not immune from getting arrested. <laughs> True. True. I'm not a lawyer, but isn't that called sexual harassment? Oh, yeah. 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 
Man, where was David Otunga? It's a segment with him getting hauled off by the cops, desperately showing them his contract. That could have been hilarious. This ain't over, Trish. Not by long shot. Right there. (laughs) That would have been awesome. I would have... So, all right. After she kicks him out, now we go into Rock versus uh, Y2J, which, before getting into it, this is an intriguing feud throughout this last quarter of the year it's been interesting how they've been mm-hmm. you know sniping at each other they've had um, they've had a match they've had entanglements throughout other matches so now we're going to see them go at it for the world heavyweight title here which overwhelmingly i think everybody thought rock yeah. even outside of jr's yeah. comment was the heavy favorite to win this that's at least like the way it's it if that's the way it feels like um coming into it is that um which then again it's wrestling so whatever you think is unthinking guarantee exactly um and uh I, I i give these guys credit for the pace they try to set they they do try to go like at a quicker pace than austin and angle mm-hmm. it's a better match and uh but the pride it just the crowd is the, the crowd is just not there they're not there with them mm-hmm. and jr tries to make a point of saying like I, and I did you pick up the line when we were talking? Did you? I did hear. I forget how he phrases it. He's like the crowd is uh, stunned, stunned maybe. Yeah. I, yeah, something like that. Martin went starting off with you with this because uh, as we said, like it felt like you know even just coming into it, 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 even Jr. was like Austin Rock this and that. Like so, did you think Jericho had any chance of winning this yourself? Um, it was hard for me to separate hindsight because I knew the result. So, yeah, the, the way the whole thing was booked, it was like Jericho isn't in Rock's League. Um, so, yeah, I can, I can see how, you know, they were trying to steer it into it's going to be Rock Austin again. But like you, I couldn't, couldn't care less. It was so weird, though. Like this, um, uh, yeah. Before I forget as well, I've got it in my notes. Did any of you also hear the Rocky Sucks chant right yes. at the beginning of the Very match? faintly. Yeah. yeah, it was starting. And, yeah, because yeah. I, I looked on the hard cam to see if I could read any lips. And I could see a couple of people blatantly shouting that. And this is why Rock wasn't bigger than Austin. That's what it made me think of when I was watching. Just Even when Austin was like the top babyface, you never really heard this stuff. You never heard Austin sucks chance. I remember Stone Cold died sign from SummerSlam, which right. was a little odd. But Rocky got this shit his whole time. Yeah. You know, There's always this point where he'd reach like, like okay. We're, he there did, was a he, ceiling with he Rock. He would get go away heat. Yeah, mm-hmm. because a little bit of him could go a long way, and it, yeah. and it does so even more now. But yeah, his whole O2 run is feels like it's go away heat. Like yeah. it, it feels yeah. like it's not until he does Hollywood Rock where he embraces it. Yes. Again, cuz that's when that's when like Rock skinny weird hair. Right. Yeah. That's when Rock was at his most like magical when he could sense the tide changing and he would accept it and then morph into a different character. When we get to 18 and how he like listens and adapts. He's very good right. at it. Mm-hmm. This match like it's Seen it, it's Oh, it, it, well, at least it's a reaction. I'm getting angry. I hate. I Don't you hate that. Hate that. that term. Now it's like so. If we sit there in complete silence, is That's that what the only thing we can do? If we want to really signify, but no, the problem is ninety percent people are morons, and they right. just like thumbs down. I'm a grown adult. I pay rent every month, and I have mortgage and stuff, and I give thumbs down to other adults. Somebody bit my dick off. Wow. <laughs> I, I get so mad when we go to live events. And I, just, I look. I just look you at. Do. I look at these people and I just shake my head. Especially for the. I, the right, if you're live and the Usos thing happens, it's 
great because you look around and you see these people like they think they're gonna put the camera on me if I cheer for the Usos. Yeah, it's so crazy. Man, go fuck yourself. <laughs> we got a flying Uso, Michael. Oh, fuck we you. got a flying lunatic, Michael. We got a flying Jamaican, Michael. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that, oh. it makes me so mad when JBL like tries to do that. Yeah. Mine is the oh my, oh no. Like you're you're commentating, you're grown ass men. What grown ass man goes, oh no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this reminds like, me of Frank Gotch back in nineteen thirty seven. I used to love like when <laughs> I think it was the is when Austin stunned gold dust into the crapper and you hear Jared, oh no. <laughs> So that's different because at least it's... Or J- it's, it's somebody. I'm commenting. Was the oh, night no. Austin became my favorite wrestler. Yeah. But yeah. oh no is is different than oh no. Oh, oh my. No. And they're, it's like someone's climbing to the top rope. Oh no. Like you've seen them do this, what, on the longest running episodic weekly television wrestling spectacle. and Holla holla. Yeah. So Jer- Jericho has a moment in this match that is completely ass-backward nonsensical. Mm-hmm. Uh, he He's outside the ring... And he, he starts taking apart the table. But then, with his wherewithal, he goes in the ring to break the count, and then he rolls right back out and continues to go with the table. So it's like, is this a, a, a notice disqualification but a count-out match <laughs> at the same time? Because a, a count-out and a disqualification is technically the same thing. Uh, yes. Yeah. So to see Jericho do that, just really fucking stupid. Rule continuity, yeah. Violation number five hundred and sixty-three. Right. It's a continuity <laughs> issue, and Jr. is like, "Oh no, he's not going to get disqualified. We must have a winner." And I'm like, "Wouldn't it have been really interesting if they both double DQ'd and Austin just, yeah, yeah. I got it both. I, I, that's it. Technically, I'm the champ. That's it. Goes right back it to a, being heel, Austin. After a month, isn't it a weird technicality? Three sixteen. <laughs> it's three sixteen with an asterisk next to it. Oh. Weird seeing Austin come out to the ring. Uh, after this match is over, not with not just no vest, but there's no belt with him. He just I uh, forgot yeah, it. He's limping. He's limping. But um, the the finish of this this one they oh, actually the sucks. they throw in um so that Vince comes out I and I think he does he does he take out the ref I I don't think I, he, he no no that's he, coming up Jericho accidentally he? forearms Hebner Vince comes out and brings out Nick Patrick that's right yeah but and why the, are they booing I'm not I mean I know it's Nick Patrick but the ref is out right. The logical thing to do is you get another rap. Get another in rap. There. And it's not like Nick Patrick goes in, grabs Jericho, pulls him on top of Brock. He gets in there, just gets ready for his to do a ref job. I thought it was a mixed, uh, like like try, a, a, mix, a mixed manipulation of trying to get you to boo or cheer. Also, because mm-hmm. I was like, if it was invasion storyline, then I could understand. But I didn't quite grasp it. Like, yeah, he's crooked, but does he have a dog in this fight? Yeah, Jericho ends up hitting. Or he hits a a low blow. And then he gives up the rock a rock bottom to an. I mean, talk about air going out of the arena. Mm-hmm. Well, not quite. No, the next a little. Yeah. But a little. The next one. Oh, wait, it way always. More. The, the crowd's like, Are you serious? Yeah. Jericho beats him. Like Jericho beat the well, rock. Like that's the reaction it feels like is collectively in. Sure. In the I, arena. I remember the build up to this. You know, when watching it as it was going on, I always thought Jericho was going to win this. It just didn't seem to make sense. It's like Austin and Rock, I thought, were too obvious. And Kurt Angle, at that time, I remember, just not really mattering at all. But Jericho always seemed to almost be on the rise. Right. And it seemed like it would make sense if they were to put it on Jericho. So, I, I wasn't that surprised. I, I don't really know why anyone else was was uh, was surprised in the Because I think Kurt Angle was the one I would have found. Oh, it made. wasn't even. It was so much It wasn't even because, an option to me. Because you have... 
to have that because thinking back to it, it's like oh have him main event mania as yeah. the champ as, as whether he's Vince's guy or not if they keep that up or not I don't know but to have him in Triple H like because that's immediately I mean, once he comes I was like oh my god to have Angle and Triple H finally get to do their thing in a main a proper main event like Matt there's no Stephanie thing where he could use it it's up to you I yeah. don't know you could do a payoff with that that's why I was that's why I could oh Angle I really th- I was sold more on Angle winning mm-hmm. and it also just to cap off his year because his year and I, again, don't know why exactly they, they did the quick flip on him with his title win after Unforgiven, but he should have had a, a longer reign of it. And you could probably paper. you could probably say the same for Jericho after this night because he doesn't really he won't get a proper reign for a long time after this. Yeah, many years. I mean, I he think, just holds right? it to he just holds it until Mania, yeah, Mania until yep. Triple H comes back. And then I couldn't name you one title defense in between. Well, he wrestles Rock and Austin individually at the upcoming pay-per-views, and he wins by nefarious really? means both times. <laughs> yeah. But, um, okay, so um, Austin limps down. We have our final Apathetic match. Apathetic Austin. This, yeah. Yeah. boy, is this just the most dog shit? Triple H chant almost starts immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah I caught that as well. We didn't, that, okay. that carries on. So mm-hmm. we didn't talk about but that's the poster was mm-hmm. Triple H. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I think Triple H was originally supposed to be back. I was going to say, was that the thing? Because we have Triple H in the thumbnail yeah. on the poster and Sledgehammer-themed graphics. Yeah. yeah. Vengeance. I think he was... I, I'm almost certain he was supposed to come back by this time, but they ended up pushing it. Now, I don't know if that was... Uh, he needed more time to heal or, or whatever, but they ended up pushing it. And I think that worked out for the best because that Raw, where he comes back... And who knows? He may have been slated to come back at a Raw before this, which mm-hmm. would have been equally as big, probably. But in the end... Probably works out for the best. I don't know if having Triple H on this tainted mess would have. No, it wouldn't have added him. anything because it was this. This turns into a clusterfuck. But the crowd was chanting Triple H. People started. You saw the crowd start staring and looking at the entrance, yeah. waiting on it well, to happen. The, the ref gets knocked down, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and that's when they think H is yeah. coming out, which totally makes sense. So let's hit the the first because there there is some overbooking to even start this little mess. Yeah. You can and, hear Jericho calling spots oh. immediately. <laughs> Angle chairs Austin. We get the Rock, Rock bottoming Jericho, and then that's how we're going to start. This is both guys on the ground. I, it was hilarious. The bell rings. They show the, the graphic. Cut to the hard cam. <laughs> I, I busted out laughing. I was kind of. I mean, this is. I was kind of mad at the part. It's like, okay, you can't beat Rock clean, and then immediately there's cheating where you're not going to beat Austin clean. I was this like, the, oh, and then yeah, this this is the one where Nick Patrick gets brought up because Flair comes out, which is makes. Great sense, a good WCW continuity to have mm. Ric Flair come out at this point, and yeah, he just gets waffled by Vince. Yeah, Vince waffles, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I, I, how 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 awesome is the image of Austin getting Jericho to tap to the walls? <laughs> it looks horrible. It looks like Austin yeah. is going to do the Lion Tamer yeah. for a second. Was. And I was like, I remember, <laughs> but Jericho just. And it's a typical uh, wrestling cliche. If the ref's out and you and someone does your submission yeah, move on you, visual, I will tap immediately. The visual win. It's yeah. the visual win or whatever. The visual tap it's or the so visual down. But then, in, um, in, in typical... If you, in, in typical, typical WCW fashion? I was saying, it's, yeah. it's yeah. typical Stone Cold booking fashion. If he's going to lose, he has to lose because of interference. And we get... 
It's like we're retconning the, the go back to King of the Ring all over again. We have Booker yeah. T run out. This time Continue we no table. No table. <laughs> no more table. No more table. And uh, and it's the it's a horrible he just hits him barely with the belt. In the you back. know what makes it worse? Is that fucking idiot Earl Hebner's account. <laughs> His account pissed me off. He goes one, two, and then he dramatically holds his hand up in the air for like two seconds too long and then drops the three and just oh it's just milk it, it is what mercifully over like, yeah mercifully and there's the crowd like and the crowd like oh, oh yeah the crowd's dejected and they're just what Jericho yep so and then and we get the confetti Vince celebrating with him with, with, his, with laugh. his laugh yeah, yeah. Ah, is the camera on me yet <laughs> yeah so, it's over and over I rem- I've only read Jericho's second book. I don't know. Like I, that was the one I saw the book, so I bought it. It's like it. me saying, I only read Foley's good. But, uh, well... <laughs> uh, skip the Have a Nice Day shit. But this, what's cool about this is this starts with his WWF debut. Sure. And it runs all the way to his re-debut after he was coming back. In 08? I think, or it was when he was... Save Us Y2J. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was cool. Yeah, so it's, it, it's cool how it bookends with that. And when he talks about the run here to Vengeance... It's just so sad because he's like, you know, I'm going out. I'm going to win the belt. And usually, like, you know, when after you win a match like this, you go backstage and everyone congratulates you and things like that. So he walked backstage and everybody was gone. There was nobody wow. back there. Wow. And, really? Uh, he was like, he saw Austin and Austin, like, he was like, I think, it's like, I, I can't remember who initiated it, who said, like, at first, like, it, you know, it, it wasn't that great. I'm sorry about that. And Austin was like, I know Austin, I remember reading Austin's response. He was like, well, man, it was what it was. And he just kind of walked off. Like, that was, like, didn't, he didn't really give, like, you know, he didn't really apologize, like, oh, I'm sorry, but good luck, or things like that. Like, proud of you. Or That's just... really unfortunate. And then Jericho's told the story where he, that night he'd won the belts, and he couldn't get into his own hotel. But he had both the belts with him. He couldn't get into it. Like, it, it seemed like all these signs were there that this was, like, kind of doomed from the start. So now to toss it around. Well, that WCW belt was always cursed, wasn't it? Oh, Absolutely. I know you said you thought Jericho was going to win. Now I'm going to ask you, do you think he deserved to be the guy at this point to win the first undisputed title? No. No, because if you're setting up Mania, I would think it would make much more sense to have Austin versus Triple H to do your Mania match. Or, yeah. help, or even, you know, even though we were tired of it, even Rock. It's just Jericho, Jericho seemed to get this push because Chris Benoit was gone. You know, because that's one thing that's missing. Chris Benoit would have been great for this. Yeah, it would have been interesting. <laughs> but Jericho, it seemed to me, even at the time, it seemed like it was a stunt. Like, this is a surefire way to get him in the main event and have us have a new component in the main event scene. Yeah. yeah. Did he deserve it eventually? Absolutely. Yeah. It, absolutely. But this seemed early. This if it's this is a tricky one to talk about. Because I know you're probably going to say, yes, he absolutely deserved it. Because right? I know you're a big Jericho I fan. Am. I, I do, because... Like you guys just said repeatedly through the, the couple matches, who cares about Austin and Rock again? Right. I mean, like, it was burnout. It needed, the, their main event scene needed something different, mm-hmm. needed something new. Yes, the Austin Triple H main event would have made sense if Triple H wouldn't have gotten hurt and would have been the face, quasi face during the invasion push, but where he's been gone, I mean, the, the, but coming the, back, winning the Rumble made sense to going against Jericho because you could see him beating. Chris, you didn't see, I don't really see him beating the Ross. But it would have been a continuation of the two-man power trip storyline. You know, because that was 
what we've read well, was one of the plans originally. It is cool they do acknowledge it in the Rumble, I think. Mm-hmm. I think there is a moment where they do... Well, they're in the final four. Yeah, where like they, they square off a little bit. And I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if commentary doesn't work. We'll get to it on the next go-around with it. But um, Martin, did you think he deserved it? Yeah. Um, it's just weird that they chose Jericho to be like the first undisputed champion. It just seems out of place when you have your Austins, your Rocks, your Angley. Right. Mm-hmm. Jericho is kind of the the weak link in that. The parallel I can draw is WCW did this in 1999 in Spring Stampede, where they had DDP win the belt in a four corners match, and like he was just there to make up the numbers. Yeah, that's right. So I, I get what they're going. They're, you know, you, they were trying to springboard Jericho into the main event. It's just that for whatever reason. There's just an intangible about it that it just you you find it hard to buy. Yeah, it, it, you the, know what doesn't help what? That, that this was on benches. Yeah, that's, this yeah. feels like a monumental occasion mm-hmm. to combine the WWF and the WCW title. This should have been on a major paper. <laughs> well, in, in all honesty, like this probably should have been the end of Invasion. <laughs> was yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the the merging of the belts at the end of it, but um, the thing I find so tricky is like, do I think he deserved to be world champion? Absolutely. And it's too bad that they did that and then got rid of it because I thought that was a, a much better moment when he beat The Rock at um, Survivor Series. No, no, no. Unfor- um, un- two no. pay-per-views ago, no, no mercy? mercy, no mercy. That and that was an okay match. Yeah, that was better I, than this I, I'm match. Much, yeah, and it's so weird how that moment is forgotten really throughout. Much, but he won the WCW. He won a world title that night. And it's funny how, like, this night is... I mean, and I get how it overshadows it. It's the undisputed title. You're winning two belts. One. It's just... I, I always have maintained throughout the years after this happened that... Man, he, I, I'm glad he got a belt. Just not this belt at this time. Right. Like, because... Isn't it interesting when they, when they talk about it in flashback that it's not so much, I was the first undisputed champion. It was, I beat The Rock and Stone Cold on the same night. That seems to, over the years, have become more important right. than what actually was on the line on that night. I think the other thing, too, and this is looking ahead, it's the, the thing that really hurts this is it's just uh, it's a, for, it's such a forgettable reign as champion. And that's sad because mm-hmm. he deserved a lot more sure. than that. And that's why, like, you know, it's interesting that after, after that, the Mania run we'll, that we'll get to as a kind of the season finale for us will be like, where does he go? Like, and he goes in a couple interesting directions, but he won't get the world title again. What until two thousand eight? I think Is it's that right? Four. I think you get something. I don't know because he quits. He gets the Intercontinental leaves. title yeah. a bunch of times. He leaves mm-hmm. in 05. Yeah. And yep. then he doesn't resurface again until 2008, I think, with the Save Us Jericho. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's until, like, the... Remember the remember the weird when CM Punk got retconned out of being the champ? Yeah. And now we're going to put the belt into the the, uh, the Jericho and Michaels feud? Yeah. I feel like that's when he got the belt back. So that's, like, unreal. Was that when we got back into it? Yeah. Because, right yeah, we then. came back at the same time. So, I mean, I know he has. he's a six-time champ, so I know there's you got to... Six times. But it feels no. like... Six times. Well, there's two, right? Same as Hogan? Are they counting the... I don't know if they do that. Because well, well, count the WCW belt. Because he two. technically... Because, like, those semifinals matches are labeled. Mm. WWF title, World Heavyweight title. So, I guess you technically could count that. You'd have to look it up. Every other title reign counts it. 
Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, like um, but they don't. Ric Flair. You know what? They never time WCW. Well, I guess they don't count it for Austin because if you're gonna hang on for two seconds, I've actually got the WWE encyclopedia. I will see if it. Bam! Right there. That's a good book. Look at that man right there. I know he's like, y'all shut up. (laughs) It's in the record books. The actual record book. Yeah. (laughs) But um, but as as Martin's looking that up, let's get to our thoughts on the pay per view because uh, sure. Well. Uh, Charlie, let's start with you, man. I called you. I was like, yep, yep this is the worst pay-per-view that uh, we've covered on this run. And in all honesty, it's one of the worst WWF pay-per-views I think I've seen. Right it, there. <laughs> it's really bad. It's WCW bad. Uh, there isn't a single match that I would call good. Everything feels forced, out of place, no. disjointed, and whatever you want to call it. And, I mean, it's still memorable. You know, you still remember this. But overall, like it's a three out of ten for me. Damn, it's it's just bad. Yeah, what would you put it, Jason? It's just mediocre to me. It's the best episode of SmackDown ever. Because <laughs> it starts off with a promo, cuts in like like the so many backstage vignettes that really just didn't matter, mm-hmm. and then ended with this. I mean, as a as a Chris Jericho fan, I was excited to see him win. But it did. It just didn't feel like it was big. It didn't feel like it was important. Now, Martin, as you're looking that up, real quick, kind of, like if what would you? How would you rate this pay per view? Um, I gave it a, a four out of ten. It's the problem is there's massive disparity between how important this show should be and how important it actually is. Because you read the headlines and you think, wow, one undisputed champion, we're going to finally unify belts, etc., etc. But it just happens in such a fuster cluck kind of a way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's just, it nothing seems to matter. The fact that the principal player in unifying the WWF and WCW world titles is actually Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's... Everything seems hollow. Everyone's victory seems hollow in the, in the main event scene. And then the undercard seems completely thrown together, with the exception of Taker and RVD. But that, with me, yeah. the, the reason I like that is a huge, huge dose of nostalgia. Right. At the time, I can imagine even me saying that it kind of sucked. I think I'm in the same. I'm I'm somewhere in the three to four range because I mean I just I, I felt so burnt out and I hate that feeling being burnt out on the main event of an attitude like still attitude era realm yeah pay per view I'm burnt out like I'm like I don't give a shit so um, we had said in the back end of the show what we wanted to do was this is 2001 and we've gone through technically we started with WrestleMania X7 however. We're going to be looking at the entire year in terms of pay-per-view matches. So as everyone starts to gather the materials for this, we're going to go ahead. We're going to create a list, and we're going to rank the best matches. Of like, If it's top ten, okay. Like We don't have to have a set number for it, but we'll, um, we'll kind of see what everyone nominates, and then we'll create a stacked rank list. Before we do so, real quick, we always do buy rates, right? Yeah. Oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't forget it. I just didn't do it at the top, unfortunately. But um, where do you think... Coming off of, I think we were, I think we were over 400 for Survivor Series. It was 415. I'm sorry, 450 is where Survivor Series was. Charlie, where was Vengeance? Do you think 375? Char, uh, Jason, I'm going to say 500. It's an undisputed championship. I figured I'd give it a shot in the arm. Martin, 
325. God damn, Martin, you win this every fucking He's night. got that inside. 315. <laughs> 315. I Whoa. misspoke when I said no mercy at the time was the lowest. This is the lowest buy rate of the year. I can just look out in the audience and tell yeah. that mm, they're probably not ordering this. They, they do not care. It just doesn't feel important. So, I think the best way to do this, the, like, each person go around, throw out two matches. Two? And then we'll um, we'll take the list, and okay. then we'll start to figure out a ranking form. Jason, throw two matches out there. Uh, I'm two favorites. Two favorites. Kurt versus Shane from King of the Ring. Uh, and then I would say TLC2. TLC2. Okay. Charlie? Kurt versus Shane at King of the Ring. Stone Cold versus Triple H. No way out three stages of hell. Okay, so here, let me make sure. Okay, so we got that one. Throw out another one besides Chain and Angle, though, because since he already okay. said that one. Um, if I had to pick one, probably it would be uh, RVD Jeff Hardy Invasion. Okay. Labeled that one as RVD Jeff Hardy one. Shane, put them both on. Martin, go ahead and throw out two matches from pay per view that you view as like as the best, as the best ones of the year. Uh, I've got the Royal Rumble match from yep. two thousand one. Good pick. Good pick. I like it. Uh, and Angle versus Benoit from Backlash, the Angle. Ultimate Submission. Oh, that Ooh, one. Good. Hey, all right. Um, also, um, I have it in front of me. The WWE Encyclopedia does not count Chris Jericho's WCW title reign. Ah. What? Listen as, list as a world heavyweight champion three times in 2008, 2008 to 2010. And it lists him as a one-time WWE champion, which is him beating Austin on Vengeance. Okay. For the record, I had Royal Rumble 01 too. That was that's the only Royal Rumble I think I'd put in a fucking top ten list yeah. of, yeah. of yeah. a year. That's a good one. Now, if you're talking, do they have to be pay per view? Because yes. those... they have to be pay per view because now I have to cross a match off. Yeah. Do you have the tag match? Yes. Yeah. I put the tag match. And uh, the only reason I put it is because like, well, but, I mean, we can do that because I came up with thirteen matches. Right. You know. All right. So Charlie, throw out a couple. Throw out a couple more. Uh. So you, you said TLC, mm-hmm. so I'll mark that. Rock versus Stone Cold at WrestleMania 17. Good one. Okay. Let me... Okay. Jericho Benoit at Royal Rumble, the okay. ladder match. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if any point, if you don't have... Like, if, if someone has said all yours, then just say, I'm out. That's okay. That's all right. We, yeah. We just want to get to the second stage of this. And we story. are only doing pay-per-view. Yes. Okay. Because I, I do agree, though, that... That Raw match is amazing. And I think that's the problem. There are always a couple other Raw matches. That Stone Cold Benoit yeah, Smackdown. It's a great like, one. I, yeah. Oh, my God. Mine are done. T- Mine are tapped. T- okay. TLC3 from Smackdown. Oh, yeah. Right. The Forgotten. That's right. So you're, you're out? Mm-hmm. What, um, all right, Martin, do you have two more? Uh, I do. I've got uh, Take a Triple H from 17. Nice. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. Because I was on, I'll be I honest, forgot I was about on the that fringe one. for that one. I was too. I thought it, we had more fun talking about it, but than what it was. Okay, so um, let's see. And go ahead, go with another one. Um, Angle Austin from SummerSlam. Good pick. I, that's a solid one. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. I will throw out like um, the, the only the only other one like I would 
I would throw out because you guys have pretty much. I've, I know Jason's tapped. I'm about to be tapped, so I'm just going to throw out my last one. Would be RVD and Hardy from SummerSlam, and that leaves me with only one match. What's that? Because yeah, that was on mine too. RVD versus Jericho at Unforgiven. Yeah, good. That, that, oh yeah, that yeah, was yeah, my yeah. last one too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. All right. So how many is that? Let me check. And all right. Let me see that. That was from probably what, 13. What was that? <laughs> uh, That's Unforgiven. Unforgiven. Okay. Okay. Oh, I have I have Tori and Stacy the lingerie match. If you want, <laughs> I mean, I mean, if if we're gonna be blat- if we're gonna be honest, that's that's an honorable mention. I also have yeah. another honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, Regal versus Jericho from Backlash. Okay, oh, I, 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 like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I did like that match, but so those aren't in the one, list. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11. So it's twelve, and that's fine. Doesn't need to be ten. Let's start. All right. I'm gonna run them on. Let's recap this list because this is gonna be this is gonna be intensive. Jericho Benoit ladder match from the Royal Rumble. We also have the Royal Rumble match from 2001. Austin versus Triple H, three stages of hell from No Way Out. From WrestleMania, we have three matches: TLC two, Austin versus Rock, Taker versus Triple H. From Backlash, we have the submission match between Chris uh, Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle. From King of the Ring, we have Shane versus Angle. From Invasion, we have RVD versus Jeff Hardy. And then from SummerSlam, we have RVD versus Jeff Hardy. From SummerSlam as well, we have Austin versus Angle. And then from Unforgiven, we have RVD versus Chris Jericho. So, let's start at the bottom. At the bottom? Let's start at the bottom and work our way up to the number one. Starting with number 12. Of those matches, throughout, and we're gonna have to make arguments for them too. Are we weeding, weeding it down to ten? Oh, oh no, no, no! no we're gonna no, go from twelve, 12 all the way up to one. Okay. So, all right. I guess I'll start off. If you had to ask me between all of these, like to list, like on these, like at the at the bottom of it, um, and anyone can jump in as well. I, you don't have to wait for me to. It would say, but for me, it would probably be RVD and Jericho at Unforgiven. Yeah, I would agree with that. Of the. Th- because the only reason I remembered it was because of, I saw my star rating of it in my notes, and, I was, and then I had to read my notes because I didn't remember the match. Oh. Martin, where are you on that, man? Where, how... um, I, I'm okay with that. I mean, you could also make a case for Angle Benoit. I know it's one of my picks, but that it, it had the least on the line. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in terms of historical significance or X, Y, Z, it, but it's just a damn fine match. I know Charlie, you didn't. You weren't a big fan of that match. I forgot all about the, it. the submission match. And I, I remember because I was very disappointed with that feud. Would you put Angle and Benoit, or I'm sorry, RVD and Jericho ahead of that? Yeah, I would. What would you say, Jason? I don't know. That was a better wrestled match than the Jericho RVD match to me. So I mean, I'm still for me, I still put Jericho RVD at the bottom. Okay. All right. So we'll. I say then we just go and pencil. Let's pencil that one and go ahead and put it in 11 then. We'll go ahead and put it in 11. We'll do the submission match with Angle versus Benoit at Backlash. Okay. So now number 10. Um, I, I'll i be honest. I think for number 10 for me, I'd probably put Taker and Triple H for yeah. Mania. Yeah. I think it's a good yeah. match. I think it's good. I don't know if it totally cracks like totally at the top 10, but... Okay, we'll go uh, Taker versus Triple H. Mania. Okay. Number nine. 
Number nine? Yeah. Probably, at least on my end, probably Austin and Angle from SummerSlam. Okay. Jason, where are you at? Where do you think number nine? I would agree with that because the the two Hardy RVD matches are better than that. They are. I think pretty much any of the latter things are going to... Because we have like, yeah, I think three, three, four, four ladder. We're going to have to definitively say oh, what yeah. was the best ladder match of 2000. Wow. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. It's like, yeah. All right. So we're, um, we're definitively yeah. <laughs> like it's all on us. You said the SummerSlam match. What was yours again? You said the Austin and Angle. Yeah, SummerSlam. Yeah. So you agree? Okay, Martin. Where? What do you think? Do you think there's anything that, um, anything lower that you would put than the SummerSlam match? No, I think it's about right for that. Um, it's again, it's great, but it's not earth shattering because this year is like a real embarrassment of riches. Yeah. <laughs> matches. So. Nine in this list is, you know, it's it's not as slight in, in any way, shape, or form. That's what makes this one so much fun because, like, these are all really good. And you're really going to be it's splitting hard. Because mm-hmm. now with number eight, like, you've got... I've got it in here. Okay, so... I would put... I feel like one of the... Now, I do think one of the ladder matches needs to come Yeah, that, that's my next one. RVD and Jeff Hardy. I would from yeah. SummerSlam. I would put that one here. I I, I think I favor the Rumble match, the Rumble the Rumble ladder match better over that one. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Jeff Hardy and RVD's just first match was better than the ladder. Oh yeah, it I agree. just you know you had no expectation, right? And then you're like, holy shit, Martin, are you cool with that one? Yes, yeah, fine by me. Okay, so that is all right. So now we're at number seven. RVD and Jeff Hardy and Invasion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, like, it's great, but, like, we're talking, like, is it going to crack the top five? Because Not with these matches. Not with what's left. Yeah, man. I'm, like, <laughs> there's some good matches left. If it was any other year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was probably the match of the summer. Do you have any other nominations for seven, Martin? Um, no. No, I th- I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay. Um. Because everything that's left probably you know deserves to be a top five match. So let's see, what do we have left? We're right, at number six. Yeah. So what we have left, we've got the Rumble match. We've got Shane versus Angle, Austin versus Rock, TLC two, Austin versus Triple H, Three Stages of Hell, Jericho Angle, and the Jericho. Um, I'll probably put Jericho Angle. Jericho Angle from what ladder match? No, it's Jericho Benoit. Jericho Benoit. Benoit. Sorry, yeah. Oh, Benoit, the ladder Benoit. match. For, yeah. for next. Yeah, because with look what's ahead of it. That's he is right. I mean, like that. I mean, they're I my pick would be Rock and Austin at seventeen. That wow. would be you wouldn't put that you in the put top it that five. Low. Uh, well, I don't know if I'd put it that low. It's just how I'll about, take that back. Um, TLC two. I put TLC two. Oh, how about Austin Triple H from No Way Out? No, See? no chance in hell. Uh-uh. Not for me. Uh-uh. No, I could, I could not do that. So we've already crossed one. We we put one of the ladder matches down. Mm-hmm. So I think at this point, we're, let's besides look at number six here. What's the better ladder match? Is it TLC two or is it Jericho and Benoit? Now, I, which <laughs> one's a bigger spot fest? I mean, like, well, that's really hard. I mean, I think I have to say the TLC two outrank, and it's just because there's it's just yeah, it's, it's, more, it's classic. It, mm-hmm. it, there's such a, a significance in terms of the business after it that. defined I mean, it. Other than Sean Razor, it might be the most important ladder match of all time. Yeah. So, I, I would, based on that, I I would be comfortable with Jericho and and Benoit being six 
because I do, th- and not only is TLC two better, I I mean it deserves to be in yeah. like, mm-hmm. the conversation when we get to the top the top of this list. I Jason, agree. Do you have any objections? Mm-hmm. No, that's why, yeah, that's, okay. that's why I nominated. Yeah, that's why I nominated Jericho and Benoit. Yeah, Benoit versus Jericho Rumble. And the other thing for that match, I always remember, and it's not—it's that chair shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing that sticks out. Sadly, also the walls of and Jericho the, oh, yeah, on the yeah. ladder. <laughs> so now we're getting the top five. This is where this is going to get really nitty gritty. Rumble, because I and I and that's the thing. Like I love the Rumble. I don't know if I, I if I could. Because all right, so what do we have left again? Let's recap it. We've got the Rumble. We've got Shane versus Angle. Awesome versus Rock. TLC two in the three stages of hell. Wow. Yeah. For me, it's either TLC two or Rock versus Austin. Yeah. It's one of those two for you're me. Gonna, you're gonna take three stages over that one, aren't you? That's yeah. cool. All right. Where do you sit? Like, did, Jason, do you sit with Austin and Rock being at five? It's either Austin and Rock at five or the Rumble match itself being five. For me. Okay, Martin, where do you sit with um, number five on this? I, I would feel happy with the, the Rumble match being number five. Because it's a, a yeah. prime example of the Rumble match, but that doesn't necessarily have a great lineage. Right. <laughs> I mean, there are plenty of shitty Rumble matches. So. Well, Death Hall 2 is not one of them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hall 2 is a good one. Okay. Okay. All right, so... I don't know if this necessarily made it easier, because now the top four is... Oh. Well, shit. Well, Austin Rock for me would be number four because he's next. Mm -hmm. Lining up with those others, it doesn't top. Now it's TLC two. You think now it's TLC two for me? For you, it's the Battle of WrestleMania seventeen. Right now, (laughs) (laughs) waging war, (laughs) savage animal on display. Martin, uh, um, number four. Where do you put it? Where do you think? Given what's left, I think the weak link is perhaps Rock Austin. And I think it's perhaps because of the finish. Hmm? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Because the... every other no, one of those on, matches has a, has a definitive end. I love the finish of this match. I love the chair, the beating, the oh, shaking wait, of wait. Vince's hand. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm a huge fan. It, what came after is inconsequential. That moment was iconic. When that happened, no, nothing. Does that outweigh the spear? Because the spear is like the the spear is the defining moment of TLC two. Yeah, but it's not the end of that match. It's not. It's not. But like signature, like the signature moment. You of, don't see Austin shaking Vince's hand in WrestleMania recaps. You see that spear. I mean it. Yeah, I mean I also God, see damn it. Shane I, falling from Steve Blackman's kendo stick. <laughs> that's, that's but nobody remembers what happened before that. No. I, that sounded like a hell of a euphemism. What's great? I, I, so I hate to say it, but I do think Austin and Rock would probably fit as number four. I think it does only because, like, outside of the handshake, like, there's not a lot of other things. Like, the even crowd, though, like, the crowd, the fucking yeah, I mean, they've never popped together better. Yeah, and it, the thing is, like. Even though we remember, like, oh, he put the million dollar dream on. That was a callback. He put the sharpshooter on when he was bleeding. That's a callback. Like, those aren't things that are, like, popularly recalled, like, in the in the, the history of WWE. But how do you feel about it? Mm-hmm. How, oh, I mean, the thing is, though, like, 
if you'd asked me before we did this, this run, mm-hmm. I would have probably wholeheartedly put it number one. But now that we've really watched some of these other matches, like, I have a hard time, like, mm-hmm. saying that because we've seen some really great things that, you know, under now the the rose color, like, removing the rose oh, yeah. colored glasses and really getting deep into the weeds with it. I'll put Austin Rocket. I mean, you have to. It's three to one. <laughs> oh, I... I'm not. I'm not, not going to be contrary based on. I'm not going to go. With, I'm not the drape, the Don Draper. You're like, or I'm just going to leave the room. Um, all right, seventeen. There we go. All right. So number three, TLC two. Because then that would leave that leaves three stages of hell and Shane and Kurt King of the Ring. I could live with that. I could. I'm cool with yep. that at three. Then is everyone else? Oh yeah. Yeah. TLC two. X7. So now... Now let's pay- argue. Because- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the... What's the better match? I got. I lean with Shane. Mm-hmm. I leave... I go with Shane and Angle. Like, I think, like, I... I think... That's just, my I, I, I... And maybe also, one thing that helped it was... Wouldn't have if you weren't expecting it. Like mm-hmm. yeah. I think if if you told me Austin and Triple H are gonna have a two out of three match, I think it's gonna be a balls out match. And they deliver. And it doesn't mean like everyone who has a match on paper that looks great delivers. A lot of right. them turn out to be flops. Goldberg and Lesnar right. is a crap match, but looked on paper with Austin being the referee. Oh, it's gonna be great. I think when I when I look back on that King of the Ring match, like the way Shane McMahon like really like wrestled the match of his life. Yeah. That he never even what he did with Taker doesn't come close to this. And Kurt Angle overcoming, you know, having a third match. tailbone. Yeah, yeah. that meant that he wrestled two great matches before that. Not as great as this, clearly, but they were still good matches. Mm-hmm. And then I I also go back to like the crowd applauding at the end, which isn't a huge like isn't that wasn't a thing to do back then in WWF a lot. It, it happens sometimes. It's all in a cell, I remember, but Yeah, but yeah. I gotta go with that one at number one. Charlie, I think you're gonna be contrarian. Absolutely. It's mm-hmm. Austin Triple H. Uh, not, not just because... I mean, first of all, they hardly ever had good matches together. In one match, they had three good matches. Three different matches. Because, what was it? Regular, Steel Cage, and... Street uh, Fight? It's street, street Fight, fight yeah. to start off. And then it's a... Re- oh, wait, wait. Is the wrestling match yeah. first? Yeah. It's re- regular wrestling match, Triple H wins. Uh, sorry, Austin wins. Yeah. Street Fight, Triple H wins. Hell in a Cell. Right. Cage... Okay. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a standard cage match, and um, Triple H wins that. And they go for forty-five minutes, and it's yeah. not like Triple H forty-five minutes. It's like like it's it makes sense. Now the considering, ending, considering Austin's going that on uh, a bad neck and two bad knees as well. That too, uh, I agree with you though. Like the ending has always bothered me. Yeah, that, that, that's the only it. thing that bothers me in that match because everything else, like I really really like in that. I do, and it and. You know, it's um, it's like you said, it's a long Triple H match, but not a long Triple H match to where it's like it's always doing close. the same old crap yeah. to make himself look like NWA champion in a WWF world. Right. Jason, go ahead. I'm with Kurt Shane. We, and it's the same thing. Kurt Shane, even though it's one match, it's three different it's three different entities. It does morph into some different things. Because the little the first the beginning where it's wrestling and Kurt uh, Shane tries to go toe to toe with Kurt. Then it turns into just a brawl match, and then it turns into a hardcore match, which is not quite the end where you thought it was going to be the end. That, just like what Will said, like you weren't expecting that. I was expecting it to be like a seven-minute 
kind of squashed, especially because being the third match that Kurt had wrestled. And then you see this and you... I will give a devil's advocate argument against it. And it's only because we're, if we criticize the, the ending of Austin Triple H, to be fair, when, like... The, our angle, I'm sorry, angle and chain is not a false count anywhere match, uh-huh. even though they think it is when they're he's about to pin him. So yeah. they have to go through all this effort to get back to the ring, wheeling yeah. him on top of this to where like there's a bit of a delay to get mm-hmm. to like what is kind of a a thrown together type of thing in the ring to finish it off. It feels anticlimactic, kind of, only because right. you don't really remember anything past the suplexes and the throws through the glass. The, the angle slam, slam off, off the, the top. top, yeah, yeah, like that. I do remember that. Uh, it, it's really hard for me because uh, you know we love Austin, but it's hard to think. Of, I'm sure that there is one, but it's really hard to think of a better match that he had than that one with Triple H. And it was the road to WrestleMania. Austin was back full force. We were all excited for it. We were all into it. it mm, I, don't get me wrong. I love Kurt and Shane. What's I funny is both of these matches exist in a vacuum because yeah. Shane and Shane and Kurt, that's it. There's no like, in, it was like this thing was thrown together. They have a hell of a match, and then that's, so, it. that's it. Triple H and Austin, like, even though even though like uh, they had done like this is supposed to be the blowout to the, to the rundown that happened. It just it, it, it's weird that this interrupts his road to WrestleMania, right? And it's never like it's, and then it's never really acknowledged. It doesn't do anything to help either guy. No, because Triple H it's loses the weirdest. The yeah, mm-hmm. it's just the weird. Yeah. It's just it's a weird where it lands in the year. Where, where do you think, Martin? What do you think about the, the both of them? This is hard because we're dealing with two matches of exceptional quality, and they both have their good points. It's trying to find that one fatal flaw either side that can separate the two. And yeah, your point about Shane Angle, where they have to go back to the to the ring. Is perhaps that one thing, and I mean, it's the smallest imperfection on an absolute diamond. Yeah. But Triple H Austin, they fire on all cylinders. Every bit of that match works, and I've I've watched it a huge amount of times. Are you um, are you critical, Martin, when it comes to the Austin Triple H? You know, at the end when Austin, like, and I've heard, I heard another, we've heard another podcast that was mm-hmm. very critical of this when he when he stuns Triple H. And it's almost like he's trying to get his heat back afterwards. Do you think that's a big yeah. deal? Was that a big deal to you? Not so much. Um, it does seem petty. But g- given that where Austin's going, you can kind of... He needed it. See, see, hindsight kills these things because you, I can't separate what happens afterwards. Angle and Shane, that's it. Just That's, that's the, the beginning and end of their interactions. Austin Triple H... And particularly Austin, it, it kind of goes somewhere. And as someone who loves story, even as convoluted and muddy as it becomes, that's where I fall. But like I said, it's to to put one match at number two isn't isn't to take away from it because look at the you know this whole top twelve is astounding, yeah. and for any wrestling promotion to have twelve matches of this caliber in a calendar year, I think they would sell their souls for that. Um, I I come down on the on the three stages of hell over Angle Shane just for no other reason than I I liked th- that match I liked the fact that it was three matches in one which again Angle Shane is but 
I just have a bit more of an investment in Triple H and Steve Austin. Sure. In Kurt and Shane's defense, I think the walk back to the ring is yeah. is, is phenomenal because they yeah. be, uh, and I don't want to I don't want this to be number one, but. The fact that they're able to make it back and then continue for what five seven yeah minutes. it's it's another five it's seven minutes incredible I agree I How just they I pull that I mean I see where you're coming from oh and I I don't necessarily agree with that I just I, I just remember watching it like how can they possibly be coming back right. to the ring right and then to that big finale with the angle slam off the top is remarkable do you think it's more remarkable that Austin got a great match out of Triple H, or that Angle was able to pull a great match out of a non-wrestler in Shane. And that's not to say that Kurt did all the work. And I mean, no. but you know what I mean, like to have a great match. I think it's a miracle that Austin and Triple H have a good match because like, for some reason they don't really have any. Like from the time that Triple H was the Blue Blood character mm-hmm. to the Triple Threats that he had with H at SummerSlam, which yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I wouldn't hold the, tri- the triple threat against him, but I agree with but the singles. It's ones. weird, but like, their, their chemistry is just like it's never. Well, it's a it's it's an ego thing. It's like oh, I'm want, sure yeah. that's the thing that sucks. Is like it's like I don't I can't give but you the too thing much. Is, Austin never beat Triple H after he left the Blue Blood character. I don't think he did. I don't think he ever pinned him once I, he became. Yeah, I don't know if you count. Like, remember the. Martin, what was the what was the UK show after WrestleMania 14 where Austin wrestled Triple H and Did he? Um it's a, they had There's a fatal four way during that run. Yeah, but um that was in Capital Carnage. Yeah, but, um, Triple H wasn't on that show. Oh, there's, no. there's there's one Yeah, Triple H Triple H wrestled Jeff Jarrett on that show. All right. <laughs> this show, all right. This is the show I'm talking about is the same one where Undertaker shows up in his street clothes. Oh, Mayhem in Manchester. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. That's, That's the Manchester. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking for alliteration, Charlie. You're almost there. But, all right. So, because I... Th- so it's two versus two. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. That's why you put it to a Twitter vote. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we'll leave it then. Yeah. I think it's the best way. Because I don't know... If, like, you can spin this as many different ways, but what we'll have to do then is we'll put it out there to you. Because, I mean, honestly, whichever one is number one. I would be totally fine with. Right. There's no reason to be to to. Well, it was weird because yeah, I remember like thinking, oh, it's Kurt versus Shane, obviously. But then I remembered, oh, oh, oh no, we we didn't cover two pay per views this. And year. the sad yeah. thing is that the three stages of hell is such a tease to what could have been to a, like a continue like an angle that was going to continue later on because obviously they weren't going to be able to right then because of WrestleMania and what each guy had to do or at least what Austin had to do. It's such an interesting tease. And it kind of, it does exist in this weird vacuum to where it's like this this was the storyline that never end that never got to finish. Nope. Yeah. Even though it felt like it was supposed to be done, this should have been based it. on the two man power trip. There was some there was another chapter to be had, but we never ever got it. So that's where we're gonna leave it. Okay, we're gonna recap first twelve through three. Okay, Rob Van Dam versus Chris Jericho, Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit from Backlash. Undertaker versus Triple H from WrestleMania. That's at number 10. Number 9, Steve Austin versus Kurt Angle from SummerSlam. Number 8 and number 7, but starting with number 8, Rob Van Dam versus Jeff Hardy at SummerSlam. Number 7, both guys from Invasion, RVD versus Jeff Hardy. Number 6, Chris Benoit versus Chris Jericho, the latter match from Royal Rumble. Number 5, the Royal Rumble 2001 match itself. 
Number four, Steve Austin versus The Rock at WrestleMania X7. Number three, TLC2 from WrestleMania X7. And now, the top two we're going to leave to you all on Twitter. We're going to set up a Twitter poll. I haven't done one of those, but it should be no, to our It's not hard. hard. Retweet one um, for this. Retweet you can, one you, for you can actually do a poll poll. Oh, the, from the oh app yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll set it up. You all are going to decide it. And that's the way it'll be for at least the ranking on this podcast. The top two slots. Number one versus number two. The two nominees. Triple H versus Stone Cold Steve Austin from three stages, uh, the, or the three stages of Hell match from No Way Out 2001 versus Shane McMahon against Kurt Angle at King of the Ring 2001. Which one is the better match? Which one is the best match of 2001 between those two? We're going to set that up and that'll be there. Go ahead and cast your vote for it. It'll be a lot of fun to check it out. In the meantime, we've got a special episode that's going to be coming up next for the podcast. That'll be the next The next wrestling one will be 20 years of the NWO. We've new, 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 new. It's going to be awesome. Jason has done a great job of, of putting together a really fun outline of a show that we hope is contrarian to the classic type of, uh, you know, kind of recap show mm-hmm. of something like this. So, um Jason's gonna have a he's gonna have a, something really fun for us there. We're gonna have tons of media with it and stuff. It's gonna be Hopefully. a good time. Oh, yeah, Hopefully those, you'll have a good time. That's what I mean. Oh, okay. it's, yeah. But yeah, that'll be the next wrestling episode, and then we'll be jumping back into the pay-per-views with the start of a new calendar year on the backside of our season two here. It's gonna be Royal Rumble two thousand and two. Three more episodes of the season. Three yeah. more episodes of the season. So it's pretty good. Um, and Maven is coming. And it'll <laughs> prepare your butt. It'll be in a it'll be in a couple weeks, kind of to coincide no with, the four, with the Fourth of July. One of the final movies for guys like movies for the season, which will be Independence Day. Mm. Resurgence is coming, so it's time to take a look back twenty years ago to when arguably the biggest movie of its time came out. Mm-hmm. So before we get there, let's just throw in our plugs. We are at New Blood Pod on Twitter. I'm at William Rankin eighty three. I'm at the Jason Kiesler. I'm at CM underscore Stabs. And I'm at Bunny Suicida. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook as well at New Blood Rising Podcast. And please, you know, subscribe and download through iTunes. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. That's what helps get the podcast out there further. The new people to be able to see the podcast and everything. And we just love to hear feedback. So until then, we'll see you guys for the NWO 20th Anniversary Special coming in a few weeks. Let me shave my-